Welcome to the first free two hours of the BingeCast on the Binge Media Podcast Network. All of our listeners receive the first two hours of the BingeCast for free, while premium members receive the full binge. The entire four-hour show available exclusively at patreon.com slash binge media. And they'll get early access to the show 24 hours before everyone else. For only $5 a month, premium members also get access to exclusive shows, drink and shot recipes, and our monthly happy hour on Discord. Sign up at patreon.com slash binge media to join us today for only $5 a month. And now, the Binge Cast. One, two, three, four. It's Saturday night, when all is alright. They cry, sweat, and piss, so fucking at the same time. It's the Binge Cast. Whoa, it's the Binge Cast. Alex and Law. Nope. Review what they saw. Whoa. They can give it a ten, or they can give it a four. It's the binge cast. Whoa, it's the binge cast. Yay! They got Google Boys to fuck a TV roundup. What did you watch? A wild game so drunk. They burp and they burp. They yell and they curse. This is the greatest show in the universe. Cancel. Oh, hello and welcome to the Benchcast. I'm Pete Sednick and I work for BingeMedia.net and I'm here with the co-host of Wake and Bake with Bob Ross, the co-host of Movie Homework and the host of Jack Attack Tuesdays. Please welcome Mr. Jack Newlywed Falvey. What is up, buddy? Yo, 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 Pete. What's going on, man? It's been a while since we've recorded. It has been a long time, man. I'm mm, so yeah. happy. I heard your uh, voice last week, and I was like, oh, I wish I was on, mm, but uh, I missed yeah. you. But at least I heard you. That's all that matters. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it's been, uh, yeah, you know, not to, not to retread, uh, you know, well-worn ground at this point, but a uh, busy couple of months, so happy to be back in the swing doing shows again. So Yeah, right? The, uh, the, the Canadian, the Mexican are uh, off this week. I don't know what they're doing. Mm. I think they're at the border just waving to each other. Probably one's got a mask on, one's uh, you know throwing I don't know fucking toonies over the wall or something. <laughs> I don't know what they do. I really don't. Throwing Tim Hortons over. Probably <laughs> shitting on his puke, puking on his shit, whatever, the whatever us- it is. The usual. The uh, well, tonight we got a lot of stuff. We got Google Voice. I think we have ten or eleven voicemails. We got TV Roundup. We have movies. Everything. <laughs> There's so much yep, stuff. Yeah, There's so much stuff tonight. We're gonna cram it. Uh, we're not mm. gonna rush through anything, or maybe we will. We'll see. We'll see how uh, time treats us as we get there. Uh, but why don't we start with? Um, we don't have Alex's amazing "What did you miss this week?" clip, uh, so we're just gonna do a quick uh, binge media roundup. Let's start with uh, Sportscast. This week they mm. checked in on the uh, NBA playoffs, the uh, NHL conference finals. And the MLB Sticky Stuff and the U.S. Open. Uh, that's their headline. I don't know anything about either thing I mentioned. <laughs> so go check out their show. And also, uh, it's uh, Tom's birthday today. Uh, not when you're yes. listening to this. It's the day we're recording this. Uh, so happy birthday, Tom TM. 
I love you, John Happy Snow. Birthday TM. Also, uh, the aftertaste. Uh, they just released Hobbs and Shaw. I guess getting ready for. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Whatever the next one is. Is the next one Fast Nine or is there something yeah, after? That would be after yeah. Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think I think F Nine is after Hobbs. I don't know. I'm all fucked up with that series because last year. God, when it was Hobbs and Shaw two years, whatever it is. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, whatever the next one is. Well, they're doing it in order, so okay. check it out. And if you're a fan, you know where they are. Where you know they're at Hobbs and Shaw, so you know where they're going after that. That's Alex, Matt, and Garrett. I think uh, Matt is hosting those, correct? Yeah, I believe Probably. so. I'm doing a damn good job. Uh, That's right. On this show, on the full binge, uh, Alex, myself, and Law just did the uh, weird science commentary. So that's on after this on nice. Patreon only. So make sure you subscribe. What is that? Binge Media. Uh, what is that? Patreon.com backslash Binge Media. It is. Okay. And uh, also this week uh, I did a commentary with Alex and Anthony Del Vecchio from the uh, main Damie podcast. They do a show called uh, they call they call this a movie. Uh, so it was great to have him on. He was a fantastic guest. So uh, definitely check that out. And then uh, I'm going to uh, give you the floor because you got a shit ton of shit on this network, my friend. So please yeah, yeah. lay it out of, for everybody. A couple of things going on. So first off, you know, the Jack Attack Tuesdays are still going. Um, so check in on those every single Tuesday. Um, always kind of working on those, grinding them out. And uh, I'm still really enjoying it. And I'll say the same thing I said last week on the Bingecast. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely is a, a lot of fun and kind of interesting to, you know, kind of set a goal and stick to it. Like keep yourself accountable with it, you know. So oh, yeah. I'm enjoying it. I encourage anybody else to set some kind of goal. Again, maybe not 365 fucking movies, but, you know. <laughs> you are something crazy, man, there. my friend. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, it's going well. Really enjoying it. So every Tuesday, check back for that. Um, next up, we can bake with Bob Ross. Mm-hmm. TM and I were doing a little texting back and forth. So you're probably going to be hearing a show sometime in the next week. So uh, you know, keep an ear out for that. Very nice. And Very nice. yeah, and then movie homework. We're still on hiatus a little bit. Uh, I think Chad C is like globe trotting. He might be in fucking Alaska at this point. I have no idea where he is. Oh, uh, now, yeah, Alex is uh, in the wind somewhere. So. Um, I took it upon myself to uh, reach out to some friends of mine. I don't want to say who yet, but um, it's a podcast that isn't affiliated with Binge Media. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to figure out the schedule with these guys, but I'm going to be bringing them in for a special, uh, definitely a one-off episode. We'll see how it goes. Maybe we'll do more than that. Um, but yeah, keep an ear out for that. I think Chad and I will probably do that with those guys. And nice. uh, it'll be a new topic and something fresh for uh, for the Binge listeners. So keep an ear out for that as well yeah that's uh what i was starting to do with the commentaries was to get uh some some new blood from other shows Mm. on guests you know and then swap swap guests and promote yeah exactly both both networks on uh, either side so yeah i actually appeared on one of their podcasts a few months ago oh Um, kind of asked me last minute and i was like yeah i could talk about that for a while and Blah, blah, blah. So I don't want to say too much more because I want to get those guys in on an episode first before we uh, we kind of hash all that stuff out. But, yeah, um, should be interesting. So, uh, you know, keep an ear and an eye open for uh, for those drops coming soon. So That's all. That, would that go Patreon or is that uh, on free? free I think we'll probably do that on the public feed. Um, 
just so that more people can hear it and we won't kind of isolate the uh you know their their audience as well. We kind of want people to be able to hear what what we do. You know, so, exactly. Um, That's what think, we did with the uh, Del Vecchio show. Yeah, for sure. So I think that'll be on the public feed, and uh, you know, all the other stuff will still be on the uh, Patreon feed. So make sure you're still subscribed to that. If you're not, go over there, Patreon.com/slash Binge Media. Hundred percent of all the proceeds are going right back into the site. So um, yeah, make sure that you're subscribed, getting all the content, keeping up to date with everything. Awesome. And also, don't forget to go to parksense.com, purchase candles, room sprays, oils, wax melts, your favorite smells from your favorite theme parks, uh, and use the uh, discount code BINGE20 at checkout and get 20% off. Woo! Exactly, me! <laughs> uh, do you want? We have a lot of Google Voice. I think we should get to them, and let's hear what the people okay. have to say. Uh, so I'm going to play a few sounders before we get there, but before we start that, Call us every week, 708-406-9546. Leave us a voicemail. Give us a review of something you saw. Ask us a question. Anything you want. It's uh, it's more fun that way. Um, yes, it is. It makes for a great show. And you can hear your voice on air, too. That's how uh, that's how I started. That's probably how Jack started back in the day. That's how I started, too. <laughs> yeah. let's, let's get yeah. to some sounders. Here we go. These females that make fucking no sense Lost pissing his pants as they're read on the cast Wrong punctuations and shitty translations Cheers to you, Google, your service sucks ass Google boys, stop your fucking with the binge cast boys Jim Law tweets pictures of his children's toys Fuck yourself, Google boys Let's call Google Voice. Ah, let's call that Mexican. Let's call PMC. Yeah, and that drunk Canadian. Oh, maybe I'll call 70-846-9546. Suck on my balls. Just suck my fucking balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god 708-406-9546 and I believe uh, Alex and Law will be back uh, next week I think Law put out the call for screeners we were so excited can't wait to get those oh god I'm gonna kill him alright let's get to the first voicemail here we go alright Loki I wanna love this show I really do and I like it enough to some scenes but this show has got its head up its own ass so much. It, it, it's not, it's not what I hoped it would be. And I'm going to spoil something here, so fuck it. If you don't, you know, somebody doesn't like it, kind of move ahead. But Marvel themselves spoiling this week that Lady Loki is not even fucking Lady Loki. Like, Marvel spoiling it themselves. Marvel Comics and Marvel Studios apparently still got beef, so I don't know. It's fine, but. We're three episodes in, so we're halfway done. It's only going to be six episodes. Each of these episodes is a little too long. I like Owen Wilson quite a bit, which I can't believe I would say, but halfway through. Now, episode four is just going to show what the fucking TBA did during episode three. That's it. That's all that's going to be. I know it is, which only leaves us two episodes to round this thing out. And it's going to be Loki, you know, deciding that, whatever, the timekeepers don't exist. We know they don't exist. We know it's a fraud. So there's no surprises left in this show. 
uh, WandaVision I thought was utterly fucking brilliant. I really did. Where Falcon Winter Soldier, eh, it was par for the course as I think it was Pete that said, hey, this thing could be just a series of uh, of um, mid-credit scenes. And that's all Loki feels like to me. There is nothing here that couldn't be mid-credit scenes. Oh, well. Am I in for it? Yeah. And I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong because I want to love the show. But each episode, there's no reason for each of these to be almost an hour long. They just, I don't know. I, I think they blew their, I think they got their head up their own ass way too much. I think the idea for this show is way better than the show itself. And again, you know what that comes down to? Expectations. Audience expectations are too high for Marvel. Maybe they always have been. Loki's a villain. He's a great fucking villain. That's why Thor 2 is the best Thor. That's why Ragnarok sucks. That's why this is not what it can be. All right. Yep, go ahead. Fight. I'm wrong. Bunchy out. Fart. (laughs) Oh, my God. He said Thor 2 is the best Thor? That is what he said. <laughs> That's the first time I've ever heard that. That yeah. Uh, so so there's somebody else in the group I know that yeah. fucking hates Ragnarok and isn't big on Guardians. I can't remember who it is. Okay. Um, it's not Bunchy though. That's fucking crazy. Thor two is the best Thor. I, and so, and Ragnarok sucks. So maybe it is. And... <laughs> I'm, all right. All right. Well, you and I will get more in depth with uh, Loki when we get the TV roundup. I don't want to uh, sure show our cards here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. That's okay. um, that's very interesting. So I'll just say as an aside, like bunch, I like Bunchy's takes a lot of the time. I, I really do because I feel like he, I don't know, he, he's he's a he's a free thinking man. You know, he uh, yep. he never has the opinions that I think he's going to have, and I kind of appreciate that about him. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually reached out to me maybe a week or two ago, um, as like a lot of the listeners have about the Jack Attack stuff. And he was like, oh man, you know, I can't believe you didn't see the Before Trilogy. And I was just like, yeah, you know, it's one of those blind spots. He was telling me about it, like when he saw it the first time and, and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And I don't know, just, just, he's not somebody that I would have pegged as like a big fan of those movies, but... Now that I know he is, it totally makes sense, you know, yeah. based on, like, the limited conversations I've had with him. Um, that's very interesting. I don't know. It's uh, – uh, we'll, well, we'll talk Loki in a little bit, so. Yeah, definitely will. We definitely will talk about Loki. Um, okay, let's get, to the, let's get to the next one. Here we go. All right. Uh, hello, yes. This is Officer Jenkins of the uh, Chicago PD. Oh, I'm looking for a Mr. Alex – Moreno, I have someone here who claims to know you. Um, we found him shirtless, flicking the bean downtown. Uh, the only way he identifies himself is uh, Billy Good Times. Uh, if you met this gentleman, can you please go pick him up? He seems to be uh, distressed. He has just been repeating over and over, Dude, you have delicious nipples. Uh, if you could just, you know, swing my station. And identify him if you know him. That would be greatly appreciated. Um, he also said that if I were to call you to tell you to suck a baba dick. I'm not sure what that means. Maybe it's a code. Maybe you know. Um, you can take care of this, though. That would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. Well, this is interesting because Billy Goodtimes and Alex were hanging out um, <clears throat> this weekend. So this, I don't know. Maybe something went down and we don't know about it. A lot of shirtless uh couple dudes running around, flicking the bean. 
That's what he says. Running around, <laughs> repeating, you have delicious nipples. It seems like a great time, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, seems that way. Who yeah. knows? So, uh, stay, you know, guys, if you're listening, hide. They're looking for you. Yeah. They're coming after you. Run. Run. <laughs> what do you think? The Libyans. <laughs> uh, it's movie podcast, people. Come on. Uh, all right. Let's get to uh, the next one. Maybe there's a follow-up. Who, who knows? Let's see. Let's see. Uh, here we go. So that was work. Cause I actually waited a minute before calling you back. Like, you're actually the minute's going to show up. But anyway, the uh, long-awaited answer to the difference between a chickpea and a garbanzo bean is that I've never had a garbanzo bean on my face before. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, nailed it. Anyway, now I'm going to go back out and drink more beers with you. Let's go get fucked up, all right? No, I mean, it's going to be too late by the time you hear this, but let's go get fucked up anyway. You know what's funny in the uh, trend, uh, the Google trends. What is it? Translation, transcription. Yeah, it says. Yeah. But anyway, to go back out and drink more, geared of you will still get booked up, which kind of makes sense. The mm-hmm. getting booked and uh, the cop calling in prior. So that's mm-hmm. weird that they uh, they're assuming. Yeah, they're gonna... some some shenanigans. Sounds like. Yeah, and I thought this. I honestly thought this voicemail was a, a butt dial. <laughs> I mean, it kind of sounds like it might have been until halfway through. So maybe, yeah, it's, he, maybe it was. He cleaned it up. Yeah, like it started that way, you know. Yeah. Oh, I think I think we got a uh, a follow up. We got the trilogy of calls here. Here we go. Oh boy. So you fucking cocksuckers. Really good time here, Moran. I'm talking. <laughs> By the way, that's trends. Translated to so exciting, tax actors. <laughs> really good times humor. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so you fucking actors. Really good times here, Moran. I'm talking to you. I'm actually inside your friend's house right now, taking a leak. I thought I was gonna take a leak, but I'm also leaving a, a fucking goofy. Um. So. He's he's not here. Billy Good Times. I'm sorry to say he's not here, but maybe we'll answer as him or for him. So yeah. we'll, we'll see. We'll see what you have to say. Yeah, we'll speak for I'm, him. Yeah, and apparently you're at his friend's house taking a leak. Is he not there? It's very complicated. Oh, my Lord. All right, here we go. I'm Chad Moreno, and uh, do you guys know? Like, it's kind of came up a conversation, right? Do you guys know what the difference between a chickpea and a garbanzo bean is? Yeah, so I just found out, and uh, I wanted to see if you guys knew or whatever. So um, I'm not going to spoil it right now. I'm going to call back. Oh. And I'll let you know what the difference between a chickpea and a garbanzo bean is. Until you hear from me again. Suck on my baba do. All right, so this is like a time travel uh, yeah. voicemail. So we heard, <laughs> we heard part three in part two. This is looper. This, this is this a looper thing? Is this loopering me? You're loopering me right now? Is that what's going on? <laughs> is this how Billy Good Times gets fucked up? He just fucking time travels when he gets wasted? <laughs> he fucking rolls into some factory. He pulls a lever. He's leaving voicemails. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. All right. Next one. Oh, God. This is long. Let's see. Here we go. Oh, boy. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> 
Hi guys, it's Nate Peterson. Um, I'm calling in with some reviews and recommendations this week. Hope you hope you are well. La, 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 la. Um, first off, um, a good film. Um, I finally, after many many years, checked out the Rocky Horror Picture Show, um, and it's probably the first film since The Big Short where I didn't know what the fuck was going on, but hugely hugely enjoyed it. Um, right. it's, yeah, it's quite incoherent and a bloody mess at times, but very, very entertaining, very fun, great songs, great style. Um, yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Didn't, I don't think I expected to enjoy it quite as much as I did. Um, very good. So that's probably like an 8 on 10. The other film I've got is at the other end of the scale. Um, ever since GC just went on a barrage of posts about it, I've, I've always been intrigued by watching... Um, the Snowman with Michael Fassbender, <laughs> uh, not to be confused with the um, Falcon and the Snowman. Um, and yeah, what a fucking mess that is! What a film! Like, it's—I can't honestly recommend it in good faith. But at the same time, if you're into watching films that aren't a, a mess and want to see just how bad they are, then The Snowman is definitely one for you. And if nothing else is worthwhile, googling the, the clips of Val Kilmer. Um, in it because listen, the guy was going through a rough time. He had a, he had an operation. I think he had throat cancer or something like that, and he had an operation to, to assist with that. Feel hugely hugely sorry for him. But listen, if you're if you're doing a, a, a big budget film, may, maybe maybe take a back out. Like don't don't do it if you're in that sort of condition because it's just very weird and very awkward. And yeah, um, so yeah, that's like a probably a three on ten. And finally, another British TV recommendation. I, I don't remember, I don't know if this has been come up on the binge at all, um, but it's a show called Top Boy. Um, and long story short, it's a gritty, realistic um, look at uh, the, the drug dealing scene in the UK. And it sort of follows, the, the, the main character is a guy called Deshane, and uh, it's sort of all the people around him and, you know, the people he comes into conflict with and him trying to succeed and all that sort of stuff. Um, very, very good. Uh, the first two seasons are very short. They're only like three episodes each. And then the third season, Netflix picked up and they, they made it a ten-season, sorry, ten-episode season. I think Drake got involved in producing and stuff like that. Much more um, higher budget and things like that. Very, very good. Finished watching the third season this week, and uh, yeah, it's excellent. Uh, that's it. I think you got cut off, uh, but that's Nate Peterson recommending Top Boy. Top Boy, mm. right? Yeah. British yeah. show. Watched Snowman, hated it. Watched Rocky Horror Picture Show for the first time, loved it. Awesome. Now, Jack, you and I did a uh, docket for Phantom of the Paradise, which is kind of uh, like a close. Yeah, they're compared. They're talked about in the same conversation for sure. So do you think if somebody loves Rocky Horror, would they love Phantom? Or how how do you think that works? Hmm. Like, Can you recommend Phantom to somebody that loves Rocky Horror? Uh, That's a good question. They're pretty different. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the music in Rocky Horror is your traditional musical, like, I'm going to speak the story through song kind of thing. You know, like, like emotion only comes out when it's via song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, whereas like Phantom of the Paradise, it's, I don't know, there's some of that, but there's also like background music, there's performed music. So it's a little, it's a little different. I would say like movie wise as a story, Phantom of the Paradise is the better story than Rocky Horror because Rocky Horror is just chaos. Okay. But I personally love Rocky Horror. Like I like Rocky Horror more than Phantom of the Paradise. Oh, okay. But that's just, that's just a, it's a fucking crazy movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't like I can't really I I don't talk about it very much because like it's it's very difficult to find people who like Rocky Horror and just like warts and all you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a great time with that movie. I love that movie. I need to watch um, that. I mean, I haven't seen it's, it. You, you honestly like I would never recommend it because I wouldn't want to. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just it's it's not the kind of thing that people a lot of people like. It's just strange. <laughs> You know, but it was like my introduction to Tim Curry. It's yeah. to this day, it's by far my favorite Tim Curry performance. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a fucking song from Rocky Horror Picture Show on the playlist for Cocktail Hour at the wedding. Nice, so dude. That, yeah, that's how much I'm I'm a fan. So yeah, it's that's awesome to hear that Nate uh, Nate was into it. So yeah, good for him. That's good but yeah, I, I think if you're curious, Phantom of the Paradise is is worth checking out. But it's a it's very different. It's very different. So. Nice. Oh, he called back real quick, real quick. Nice, nice. She cut me off when all I wanted to say was stay frosty and Vala Baba Diggers. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she cut me off. We don't want to say with stay frosty availability, this bitch. That's what it said. Fucking suck. Oh, Nate P. Nate P. All right, let's see. Here's the next one. Let's play this one. We're almost there, folks. Almost there. Hey guys, it's PJ calling back, and uh, you can think. Oh, PJ calling back. Maybe I should. Uh... Hmm. Okay, let's start with this one then. Let's start with this one. Sorry, everyone, I don't have the uh, correct order. Here we go. What up, boys? It's PJ. Uh, so, question came to mind. I was watching a movie yesterday, and there's a character in the movie that literally is the most punchable character in the history of cinema. And so my question to you guys is who is the character in a movie that no matter how many times you watch this movie, you cannot stand what they do or what they did or something that they do that literally all you want to do is punch them in the face. It could be one decision or just the character in general throughout the movie um, because it doesn't matter how many times I watch this movie, and I actually have two examples, but every single time I just it's cringeworthy as to what this character does and the outcome of what they do that just pisses me off beyond anything that I've seen in any other cinema. So I will – leave you to your answers and then I will call back with my examples and I actually think I know Law's answer which I don't know if he even knows the answer but I think I know his answer so I will call back and give my answer okay so Jack do you have anything off the top of your head I do go ahead I do it's the one I always think about Um, whenever this question comes up it's always the same answer to me and you got the same one All right, I'm going to talk this through for a second because I've said this before, but I'm actually going to change the answer, okay? But the movie is Casino, okay? Okay. And 
The character always used to be Sharon Stone's character, Ginger, right? Because she takes him for everything he's got. She's an unconscionable whore throughout the movie. Um, Takes all his money. Basically kidnaps their kid at one point. Can't get over the fact that she's, you know, her old pimp James Woods. Like, she's constantly trying to get back with him. Yeah. Steals all the money, fucks everything up. But I'm actually going to turn this back on Sam Ace Rothstein, Robert De Niro. Because... The last time I watched this, which this is like a great background movie, so I throw this on all the time because it's just, I don't know, it's easy to have on in the background. And what I noticed this time is the moment you meet Ginger in the movie, she's fucking some guy over on the floor. Like, like she's trying to help him um, win some money, make a bunch of cash, and then she immediately says, hey, where's my cut? And gets pissed off at him and throws his chips all over the place. (laughs) That for some reason, is the moment that endears Ace Rothstein to Ginger. And you know what? I can't fucking stand the fact that for as smart of a guy as he is, and all the money he makes, and and all the the, the good that you see with him throughout that movie, he's not traditionally, he's not like a criminal, he just, he's a bookmaker, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact that he sees her for exactly what she is from day one, (laughs) And still is so arrogant that he thinks he can make it work. I just want to punch him and just mm. be like, dude, you could fucking, you can have anybody. Like, you're an idiot. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> idiot. So, Sam Ace Rothstein, that's my answer. That's a great one, man. Yeah. Um, uh, mine has never really changed as well. Um, it's Upham from Saving Private Ryan is this guy. <laughs> Fucking can't. I every time I watch this movie, he's like, I fucking hate him. And listen, that could be me in this situation, sure. right? Sure. Just fucking blacking out and and stalling and freezing and being scared shitless. But dude, what? I mean, he's watching some guy get you know stabbed. Uh, yeah. He's just terrible. Ah, it just drives me crazy. It's a rough. It's rough to watch. The, the choices or the 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 non choices he makes uh, throughout Saving Private Ryan, <laughs> it's fucking uh, infuriating, oh, dude. That's such a good answer. I, I totally agree with it too because it's yeah, infuriating is the right word. It's just like, dude, do something, anything, like anything, anything. <laughs> you, you, like like just like make a noise, scream, yeah, fart or, or, or and distract somebody, you know, anything like for a moment. And then, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a great answer. Uh, he also said, <clears throat> PJ, uh, PJ said uh, he knows laws pick. And I, I thought of a, a law pick, too. So but I don't know if it's the same one, but I'm going to guess that it's the son from the first Purge movie. I remember him like hating him. And like going yeah. off on that kid, so I, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what what he's going to say. So let's hear uh, the second voice. Uh, hey guys, it's PJ calling back, and uh, you can thank Nate for this new style of call with calling back. But <laughs> so my answer. Wait, how did you know that that he fucking got cut off? Great question. That's Great amazing. Question. We're we're in Billy Good Times uh, tunnel of time travel time right now. Travel levers and fucking yeah. Is Billy Good Times a variant? What's going on here? Oh my god! 
He's in Abu Dhabi. He's in Chicago. He's in New York. What the hell is happening? Hopping, trying to find disasters. To hi- oh, fuck. Disasters to hide in. Why, why is he hanging out with us? He's got oh, nipples fuck. here. He's got nipples there. <laughs> right, Sorry, PJ. We'll get back. Here we go. Hey, guys. It's PJ calling back. And I uh, no. thank Nate for this new style of call with calling back. But so my answer to the question of who is the most punchable character in any movie or the character that you just cannot stand no matter how many times you watch the movie. And so the movie that we were watching and is literally the most punchable character is Inside Out and Sadness. Literally this bitch. You know what? You know what? He is fucking not wrong because the first – I saw this in theaters with my wife. And we walked out of there, and I'm like, I cannot take this fucking character. It was driving me crazy. It was only after oh. re- a little bit of rewatch where I'm like, oh, it makes sense. To be sad can also be happy. But, man, it, is it a chore to get through some of the scenes that she's in and, and some of the lines of dialogue she has and the delivery of it? What's your take That's on it? It's a great pick. You like it? Pick. I, yeah. I mean – I've seen Inside Out all the way through one time, and then I've seen pieces of it, I don't know, dozens of times being over yeah. like my niece's house and stuff like that. Um, yeah, that's uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to have to rewatch it just to, just to see that. Because it didn't bother me when I was watching the movie. Yeah. But I feel like it's going to the next time I see it. So. Uh, it drove me <laughs> crazy the first time I watched yeah. it. I was like turning to my wife. I'm like, I fucking hate this character. And I know it's like, you know, the the woman from the office, Phyllis. And I'm just like, I, I does, it doesn't matter. It's so yeah. bad. It's so annoying. She's taking Brutal. me down. She's dragging me down. All right. Yeah. Let's, see, let's see. Does everything fuck? Part- Will you turn, PJ? Just fucking turn already. Jesus. Typical fucking nerds. <laughs> These blinkers. I love it, though. I love it. It's fantastic. Wrong. I don't care what the outcome of the movie is at the end and that it's supposed to be your blah, blah, blah. Fuck this bitch. I literally <laughs> want to punch her in the face every time. The other one that came to mind is Saving Private Ryan. Yes! Oh! Literally, this fucking asshole can't do anything right. And even in the end, spoiler alert, fucking gets David Silverman killed because he's a fucking pussy. Like, what a dick. The other answer, and it's a movie I never saw, and Law probably forgot about it, but there was that movie back in the day called There's Something About Kevin or whatever the fuck it was. I think it was Israel Miller or something. Anyway. That's Law's answer. Oh, okay. Other than that, have a great show, guys. Fuck y'all. Peace. <laughs> called said, it, dude. You called it. He said David Silverman, and I'm, I don't want to call him out that he may be wrong, but I right doesn't isn't it um isn't it Adam Goldberg that gets stabbed? Yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking I don't that's remember the characters in that outside of Private Ryan. But I think it's Adam Goldberg that gets stabbed where the knife just goes in real slow. I think that's what he's talking about. Yeah. Not to call him out that he's wrong, but I think that's the scene he may be talking about. Yeah, that, that's yeah. – okay. that, that checks out. Uh, that's all right. Still. That's still fantastic. Pretty fucking great. 
Yeah. Right on target. <laughs> uh, and uh, listeners, call in with your fucking most hated movie character of all time. We'd love to hear it next week. So uh, if you got something, call us. We got two more voicemails to go through. Uh, looks like the same number. Let's see which order I got going on here. So let's see. What up, Bingecast? <laughs> it's your boy, the Duke. And I apologize. I meant to call sometime over the weekend while I was super hammered and camping, but I was super hammered and forgot to call. <laughs> Anywho, couple reviews and then a little final thought. Um, couple things. Watch Fatherhood on Netflix this past weekend with Kevin Hart. Um, you know, I'll, I'll kind of say, you know, it's kind of a cheese ball fest, uh, but being a girl daddy, um, it pulled at the heartstrings a little bit, not going to lie. Maybe got a little teary-eyed at points. Um, Kevin Hart's actually really good at it. I, I actually think um, he can pull off the drama fairly well when he wants to. Um, I like the guy. I don't. His stick hasn't gotten old for me. Um, I really like the man. Just you know, I, I appreciate his work ethic and all that, all that jazz around Kevin Hart that you hear. Um, I enjoyed it. I think a very solid, sentimental seven on ten on that. So hopefully you guys get to check that out, or whenever uh, Law comes back from vacation, maybe he'll check it out, um, and maybe Moreno will pull some heartstrings for you being a girl dad as well. Um, also checked out Luca. Um, you know, uh, it was brought up that, you know, maybe it was supposed to be a gay theme thing. And you know what? I think I do remember that. Um, I, uh, then kind of reading back, I couldn't find anything on it. Um, but it definitely makes a lot more sense into the story. I know there was points when we were watching it. My daughter loved it. That was fun. It looked really good. 4k streaming quality looked awesome on the Disney plus. Um, but there were moments when Alberto would look at Luca, and my wife was like, why is he looking at him like that? And now when you mention the whole gay thing, it's like, oh, that makes a lot more sense, and it would actually make the story more interesting and have a bit more meaning. I still enjoyed it. You know, I, I'll probably, I don't know if I'll watch it again, six on ten. Um, it was still decent, well enough to watch. Um good Disney Plus drop. Um, then, uh, I wanted to get to Fast 9. I haven't watched it yet, but I gotta say, fuck Jim Ma's review on that. I refuse to believe that's how that is, and maybe I'll call back next week with a review after I watch it. Now, on the rumor... <laughs> Wait, he say fuck Jim Law's review? Yeah. Because it says in the transcription, fuck your mom's review. So as I was reading it, it sounded like that's what he said. And I'm like, wait, whose mom reviewed this? <laughs> I mean, it works either way, right? So yeah. Whatever. Fuck your mom's review on Fast 9. I don't think my mom even knows that, that franchise exists. Fucking bullshit. Fucking Reddit nerds. Mm. <laughs> All right, let's see. He's finishing up here. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, I gotta go back a little yeah, bit. I think we missed. Let me see. Maybe I'll call back next week with a review after I watch it. Now, on the rumored full binge that Pete wants out. Right, Pete, I love you. Okay? And I know things are getting back to normal and maybe you might start playing music again. I think he's fucking with me. 
But, okay, not that I don't like Alex and Law, you on the binge cast have been awesome. And I love it. I love having you a part of it. And um, the three hope. Oh, he got cut off. Oh. Uh, he called back, though. Right. It's shorter than that one. One minute. God damn it. I mentioned Peter, and Pete just goes, nope, and hangs up on me. <laughs> nope. Um, Fucking bullshit. I know he doesn't like hearing compliments. Um, he has really been the yang to your guys' yang, I think. He's been a great mix into the show. The weekly peeling of the onion of what is PMC has been a lot of fun. And if Pete's not on the show, um, you're going to have one pissed off dude, Pete. Like, come on, man. I need you. I need you a part of Law and Moreno. Um, you complete the show. You complete me. I, I don't know what I'm saying. But uh, Pete leaves. Fuck Pete MC. That's all I'm saying. Oh. All right, I'm going to turn against you real quick. Um, but, you know, kudos to whatever you're doing, man. Uh, love you guys. Keep it up. Loving the full binge. Suck up, Bobo Duke. Ah. Chad, Glowing yeah. review of Pete MC on the binge cast right there from the Duke. Very nice. Uh, thank you, uh, Chad D. That's very kind of you. I I'm having a blast being here. I don't take it for granted. I'm loving, loving every minute of it. So, um, I'll be here when I can, as much as I can. I'll tell you what. I played a gig on Saturday night, and I was having some fucking binge cast withdrawals while I was out there going, God damn it. Oh, Jesus. So, um, I don't know. Because there was a Saturday gig that was offered to me, and guess what? I turned that shit down. So, that's going to tell you something there, Chad D. Um, that's all the voicemails. So, 708-406-9546. Thank you to Adam Bunch, Nate Peterson, Bruce Billy Good Times. PJ and Chad D for calling in this week. Um, yes, everyone call in, please. Definitely want to hear everyone's uh, most hated movie character, Punchable. Yeah. That's fantastic. Because you know, yeah, you know that, like, we're missing a ton. I mean, oh there are God. so many. I'm sure. I'm sure fucking Anakin from <laughs> Phantom Menace is in there. <laughs> Actually, that's a great call. <laughs> I was thinking about I want about to punch that, that kid. <laughs> Oh my god. It's pod racing, you fucking dick. <clears throat> I'll try spinning, that's a good trick. Oh my god. Don't get me started. Terrible. Okay, um should we get to some TV? Let's do it, man. I got a couple sundus. Here we go. Yep, that's it. Give me my TV roundup. Yep. I need some TV roundup, roundup. Give me fucking TV roundup. Yeah. I need some time to get fucking high. You know that Michael Sampson is gay as hell. <laughs> yes. Lori runs that bitch is still a Drunken dick, oh, this is why. Shit, 
Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Stranger Things. Loki made for love, Invincible TV Roundup. <laughs> Even the new update is old right now. Oh, they date so fast, dude. Oh, my God. Oh. I think Loki's like, the what, only one. What am I listening to a show from six months ago? Jesus. Oh, my God. We are in TV Roundup. Um, <clears throat> quite a lot of TV this week. Mm. I don't want to harp on... Uh, too much. Uh, we'll, we'll save our tandems, I guess, uh, towards the end. Yeah, uh, yeah, that sounds good. But are you doing Mythic Quest or you're not doing Mythic Quest? No, I still haven't hit that. Um, no reason, just haven't gotten to it yet. Okay, so Mythic Quest uh, finale uh, aired this week. Uh, and I know Law reviewed the uh, second to last episode last no. week. Uh, the finale... Well, I want to touch on last week's real quick. The op- the opening of the episode was great because they talked about the game and then some engineering issues happened. And that was like the cold open and then it was credits and then they never talked about the game for the rest of the episode. And it, it it's so – I don't know. I don't know if it's supposed to be like the setting. Like it just seems like it's just the setting – and then we're just going to have relationships within that setting. That's that's season two right now. Yeah. And, and I know, and I know, you know, the office does that, right? They're just in an office, and then we're going to have like relationships. And I guess that's fine. But they built this show on season one with the behind the scenes of uh, creating a game. No other show has done that. So why not just keep using that story to develop yeah. stories around that? Because I don't know anything about it, and it was interesting to me. Uh, having uh, the testers or the art department and all that stuff. So that was really great stuff to see. But the season two was a little rough. Um, I'll give season two a five. They they touched on a little bit of the, ga- uh, the game. Uh, it's open-ended. I don't know if there's a season three. Um, mm-hmm. but, but it could be closed. You know, it could be closed or it could be a new chapter. So... I don't know where it's going to go. I don't care if it comes back. I think I'll watch it, though, if it does come back, which I'm like the tap-out king, and I think it's <laughs> just the, uh, the Rob McElhenney factor. I yeah. love David Hornsby, who's Cricket from Sonny, and then the uh, character Poppy. She is so funny, and she didn't have enough. She didn't, she, she didn't get much this season, and that yeah. pissed me off. So hmm. Five on ten for okay. Mythic Quest. Um, I think, did you do, oh, so Kevin can fuck himself. Did you start, did you watch this? I, I tried, I, again, uh, casualty of, uh, just didn't have enough time. No, 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 listen, I get it, I get it. Uh, so Kevin can fuck himself. I think Law actually said he was gonna watch this, but he mentioned yeah. it last week, so that's why I looked it yeah. up, right? Because he's, you know, he's one of the kings, so you gotta, you gotta listen to what right. they're doing. He's Law. He's Law. Uh, so this show is an AMC show. It stars uh, – her name is Annie Murphy. Apparently she – I think she – she she's the sis – maybe the sister on uh, Schitt's Creek. Okay. 
She's like the the younger girl who's on okay. the posters. Yeah. I don't know Shit's Creek, so that that's the best. Me, me neither. I, I, this is the first time I'm seeing this this actress. She's phenomenal. So this show is very. Um, I'm gonna try to explain it. Uh, it's half sitcom, half a drama show. Okay. So when when she she's uh she's married to like a Kevin James type sitcom person. Okay. Uh, so Hands every time title. what she yeah, he, that, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So every time she's in the room with him, every time they're in the room together, it's a sitcom setting. The lights are bright. There's a there's a audience you know laugh track, but every time she leaves the room, everything goes dark and then it feels like a like a Maravie's Town type thing. So you're getting like two style shows in one, which I can't believe this hasn't been done before. And if it has, forgive me, this is the first time I'm seeing it. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a pretty cool concept. I feel like this is something. Um, if anyone else does watch it on this network, it's pretty cool to, to kind of talk about it. Uh, but not much story is happening. I think I, I just hope it's just like this gimmick of switching back and forth, like a light switch mm. between sitcom and and drama. Um, I, I just I hope it doesn't overstay its welcome. But it's fun when it happens. As far as the storyline goes, she's just like not happy like being married to him because he's such like a a dude's dude like. Go make uh, dinner for us guys type, you know, that type. Sure. You know, and she just like can't take it anymore. So she's just trying to trying to find a way out of this relationship or uh, just make it easier for her to live in this house or trying to escape, trying to move out of this uh, neighborhood. Uh, there's only two okay. episodes right now. I think there's there may be three. I haven't caught the third, but this is a fun show, man. I- I'm really enjoying the gimmick. I don't want to call it that because that sounds like I'm shitting on it, but I love – I kind of love the gimmick that okay. they're doing. Um, I just hope it doesn't get old and I hope the story progresses into something a little bit more grander as the episodes progress. But uh, I do recommend this. This is this is pretty cool. I haven't seen anything like this before, so this is, this is cool. Do you know anything – has there anything been done like this before? I mean, it, it, honestly, I'm thinking of two shows right away. I mean, I don't, I don't know that anybody's done this specific type of gimmick, yeah. but mm-hmm. it sounds like a couple episodes from Louie. Like, I, I can't even remember the seasons, but there were a few times where he was going out for a sitcom, and there would be moments where, like, he's acting on the sitcom, and the audience, like, would stop laughing midway, and then, like, he'd do his weird surrealist stuff where, like, is this still the sitcom or is this real life kind of thing? Um, so remember that. And then honestly, it's it's. I think it's very interesting that AMC is making a show that's like playing with the sitcom format. And it's it's odd that like we just got WandaVision, which did something kind of similar. I mean, not the same thing, but I don't know. It's 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 interesting that like people are kind of mining the uh, the sitcom world for creativity all of a sudden. And I wonder I wonder what is like spurring that. You know? Yeah. Right. <clears throat> And it's not like yeah. there's not like uh, writers and directors or producers chiming into the the scene. Like it's just like they're mm-hmm. living. It's almost like the same dialogue. If they took that dialogue and they just brought it out to the drama scenes, it's the same yeah. stuff, and it's the same jokes. Yeah. It's just the lighting and everything looks right. grim or bright, and 
it, it's it's just kind of uh, it's just kind of it's like the character's like self aware kind of right like like she she realizes that she's in, does she realize she's in a sitcom or is it literally that oh excuse me no it's just or is it literally that like it's just the it's show different. okay it, it, the only only us know that she's in like this split type of show but they don't know that they're in a sitcom it's not like WandaVision where they're self aware it's just like yeah. us as viewers are watching a sitcom and we're watching like a drama gotcha. show it's not heavy drama there's there's some funny parts in that drama section but I do recommend it uh, like I said two or three episodes out right now uh, and then I think did you do physical and are you caught up with I, physical I did I, uh, I am actually I ended up okay. catching up with all four episodes. So I'm done with uh, all the stuff I watched by myself. So if you want to start with your single stuff, and then I'll we'll we'll, yeah. meet, we'll meet up at the end. Sure. So so a couple of things. Um, still continuing with the Bad Batch. Uh, so when I talked last week, I was up to episode six. As of now, they've gone through nine episodes, and it's a sixteen episode run. The last three episodes significantly. Got, got me way more interested than the previous episodes did. Um, oh, okay. They immediately started ramping up, like, what the stakes are for this Omega character. Um, I, I, you probably heard me explain a little bit last week, but, you know, Bad Batch is, like, this rogue squadron of... <laughs> rogue squadron? Um, rogue platoon of, of clones that, like, don't have um, the same inhibitor chips that the others do, so they're able to um, not be taken over by, like, the Order 66 that murders all the Jedi and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, turns out I was wrong about that. They do have the chips, but for some reason they're just able to not be affected by them the same way that the other clones are. Um, okay. That that kind of factors into these episodes. But yeah, it, all of a sudden the the sort of the, the the center of like the story started coming alive, and they started pulling in the what's in the hows and a little bit of the whys. Um, the action got much better. It just became a way more fun show. The last three episodes, uh, another character returned from the clone wars that i was really happy to see really really kind of like a fan favorite character and um yeah everything everything makes a lot of sense it, it feels um it's definitely a clone wars spinoff but it, it it feels very mandalorian ish at times um okay i think i said it they've actually included a character from the mandalorian in this which is pretty cool and um yeah it's it's definitely I, i'm i'm back uh being interested in it. i'm looking forward to this every week now so um Glad to say, but that'll be going on for a little while longer. Um, nice. Then I checked out something on Apple TV. I want to say that you gave this a shot a few weeks ago. Lizzie's story. Um, <laughs> so this is Julianne Moore and Clive Owen, two actors that I really like. Um, I, like Julianne Moore, obviously Lebowski and Boogie Nights and a bunch of other uh, films. Clive Owen, I've always loved from Children of Men. Um, yeah, they're both in Children of Men. The, oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I, uh, fuck, I always forget that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I always like Clive Owen. Uh, Croupier is a really cool uh, film that he was in, one of his early movies. Um, even to shoot him up, it's not a great movie, but I always liked him. You know, I always felt mm-hmm. like I wanted to see him in more good movies. Just is that didn't the Paul, Paul Giamatti in that shit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I um, remember that. <laughs> yeah, that movie's ridiculous. But, it is. Um, but yeah, so, uh, you know, Stephen King, Apple Plus, uh, all that stuff. Um, yeah, I'm out. I'm tapping out. I, oh! I, I gave you one episode. Uh, this was really uninteresting. Um, I like Stephen King. I don't like... 
Perfect. Perfect. Uh, I like Stephen King. I don't like Dane DeHaan. Um, oh, I don't man, that's a rough really, character. Yeah, I, I don't care about anybody in this. Um, and the opening episode did nothing to make me want to watch anything else. So I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm I tapped out minutes. halfway into two. It's a, it's a rough watch, man. It was one of those things where I finished the episode and I was 50-50 on it. And I'm like, do I want to give this another shot? And then I went online and just looked up a couple reviews. And I guess they're on episode four or five. Oh, wow. And the first sentence of the review was, um, it was worded like, this week's episode does nothing to win people over. But if you're still hanging on, you may find it rewarding. And I was just like, uh, fuck this. And I'll watch this shit. All right. I'm glad that um, we're on the same page there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Gonna, small spoiler for that first episode. The moment where I, I, I was just ready to jump ship, mm-hmm. uh, Clive Owen sits down and starts talking to, like, the sister character. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, you think he's going to make out with her, and he just opens his mouth, and a bunch of water shoots into hers. He, like, green miles her. <laughs> yeah, I was just that. Uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I don't know what the fuck that was, but I don't care. So, all right, Lizzie's uh, story uh, to tap out. Okay. Oh, I'm so glad. Um, I'm so happy about that. And I love that you yeah. did the the one episode. I'm proud yeah. of you. I'm yeah. proud of you. Well, you know, do it for the binge, right? So. Exactly. Um, and then the other one, mm-hmm. big deal, big deal around these parts. Uh-oh. It was the return of Rick and Morty this week. And fucking A, was it a great episode. I... I love Rick and Morty. I'm not going to say anything to convince anybody that doesn't like it to watch it. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, it it is what it is. You're either on board or you're not. I fucking love this show in a way that I just don't love other shows. Like I, uh, it may it may be my favorite animated show of all time. It, really, like wow. I I can't think of anything else that consistently is as as like funny to me and just on my wavelength. Is this show? What's other um, What's other favorite animated shows? Just so uh, people understand where you're coming from, as far as what I mean. Like. Put, I, okay, so the first one I'm thinking of is South Park, right? Like, okay. I'm always thinking South Park. Yeah. It's great. It's been on forever. It's amazing. Um, South Park is is phenomenal. I'm taking nothing away from that, you know. But it's it's just like I I like Rick and Morty more. I just do. I remember more from it. I quote it more often. Um, wow. Fuck other animated shows. I, I, I'm, I'm drawing a complete. I don't mean to put you on uh, the Batman spot. Batman animated just... series, you know, okay, that's yeah. one. Um, but I'm drawing a blank otherwise. No, it's all good. It's know, all good. It's all good. When you're on the binge cast, you have a fucking mind wipe when these questions come up. <laughs> no, so. I. That's my bad. That's uh, my bad. No, no, it's not you. It's uh, you. but uh, <laughs> but yeah. So 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 this episode it starts out. Um, basically, there's a. Uh, you know, Rick and Morty. It starts out they're on some adventure in, in outer space or something. Morty gets Rick back to Earth. He's, he's like, really fucked up. Obviously, he was, like, injured in battle or something. They're driving the fucking spaceship. Mm-hmm. They end up in the water for some reason. Rick sort of comes to, and he's like, oh, no, are we in the water? And it turns out that, like, Rick made some pact with this guy, Mr. Nimbus, who's this incredibly flamboyant, like, ocean god or something. <laughs> it's like a fish man. Okay. And, uh... It, the, the whole episode is Rick has to have him over for dinner to negotiate new terms of the land versus the sea. While that's happening, Morty has this girl over that he's liked forever. She finally decides to come over and hang out and, you know, maybe watch some videotapes or something. And the fucking, the fucking gimmick of the episode is 
Rick has a portal gun, right? So he can like time travel or whatever. Okay. He has to he has to make sure that Mr. Nimbus is happy. So in order to do this, he wants to give him this like aged wine, right? It's like mm-hmm. well well bone wine or something. So what they do is they take this wine, they shoot the portal gun, they go to this far off land where like time is moving differently. So they leave the wine there, go through the portal, wait five minutes, go back through the portal, get the wine, and it's aged by like a hundred years, right? <laughs> In the span of, like, 22 minutes, Morty, because he's trying to impress this girl and bring bottles of wine over so they can have a drink, he becomes enemy number one of generations of this entire race of beings because all he's trying to do is get another bottle of wine, but every time he does, he murders somebody from the family there, like, mistakenly. It's fucking hilarious, man. I just I love the show. It still is, it, it still is just firing on all cylinders. I, I love this. I'm not a big... Dan Harmon guy. I've tried Community. I don't get it. Doesn't mm-hmm. make me laugh. It doesn't make any sense to me. There's something about the Dan Harmon Justin Roiland mix that's perfect. It just it's just right in the pocket. But yeah, this shit's great. It's back. So happy it's back. So what Rick season, and Morty is still off. What season is this? This is season five. Okay. How many episodes is, uh, is are they going to do? Do they do they announce such stuff? Good question. I think last season was. Six, maybe? Um, so they're short. Yeah, there's not a ton. Uh, mm-hmm. What are we looking at here? Ten, ten episodes. Okay, ten episode seasons. So that's my bad. So you've got, yeah, ten episodes every season. Season one was 11 episodes. So This show is huge, um, though. I, like, I walk into stores, and there's just merch of this stuff everywhere. And, and it always becomes the thing where it's like, oh, everybody likes it. Fuck that, right? Like, like at a certain point... I don't know. Uh, like, like there was a time when I saw Dragon Ball Z merch everywhere. So, like, I just, uh, I was like, eh, fuck that. You know, because, like, I had cousins who liked it a lot and always told me to watch Dragon Ball Z. Mm. Just never into it. So it became one of those, like, self-fulfilling prophecies where I was just like, eh, I'm not going to watch that. But I don't, I don't, I know what that is, right? Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. So I, n- I never try to push it on anybody. But it's, I, I love the shit. It's, it, yeah, it's appointment viewing. It, it, there's nothing it, for the next ten weeks. There will be nothing coming on TV that I want to watch more than Rick and Morty. Put it that way. So, so like th- they they haven't like lost a step with uh, all their seasons. Like, so if you're a fan from what you've seen so far, you're you're good to go. Like, as yeah, as, yeah, okay. I would say so. Nice. So, yeah, good shit. Uh, uh, I, then, I, yeah, I haven't tried it. I have not tried Rick and Morty. I just yeah, I don't know. If if you know what if you ever decide, yeah, let me know. I've got okay. the perfect episode. It's the one I recommend to everybody. It's not the first. If you one. like that? No, no, it's not. If you like that, you'll like it. If you don't, you know, no, no harm, no foul. All right, I'll uh, maybe I'll reach out to you this week. All right. All right. What else you got? Uh, I think the other two are just uh, we got physical and we got Loki. Yeah, do we want to talk about uh, real quick? Do you want to do the I'll Be Gone in the Dark extra episode? Ah uh, yes, let's let's talk that real. We could quick. just fly th- through that. So that's the uh, Patton Oswalt's wife, uh, like, uh, <clears throat> what is it? The show on uh, HBO. Uh, yes, Michelle McNamara. She wrote this yeah. book back in the day, and it had a you know marked effect on catching who ended up being the Golden State Killer. This is a follow up to the series from I want to say a year or two ago. Yeah. Um, and just sort of like an update on what happened with the case. And then it also concurrently tells this 
kind of story of the first obsession that Michelle McNamara had, which was trying to find um, someone who had raped and murdered a girl in Oak Park, Illinois, which we have a little bit of a connection to. Yeah, I looked it up. It's five minutes from uh, <laughs> where we've oh, hung crazy. out. Yeah. That's uh, it's not good. Do we know where Alex was around that time? Just oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this episode. I was so bored with this episode, but there was one thing that was like the most amazing thing I've seen in the whole season. And it is this jail. I don't want to spoil it, but it's jail cell footage. That's all I'll say. That was the most amazing uh, revelation thing that was I was I wanted to see that. I wanted to see more of that and calling calling out on shit like that. But it was just brushed yeah. over, couple lines of dialogue, couple things in court, and that was it. And then we're flashing back to um, this Oak Park uh, murder case, and I was it was it was a little boring. It was a little boring. Yeah, you know, I I was thinking of you while I was watching this, and I, I, I was <laughs> I was just thinking this is gonna be the the ultimate like fifty fifty Pete MC attempt because it's you know it's it's. The reason I'm watching it is to see the Golden State Killer stuff in it. It's just oh, like, yeah. okay, let's see the wrap-up of what happened to this guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in order to pad the runtime, they clearly just said, oh, maybe we can tell the story of this other investigation, which has no ending. And it's just like, you know, I I try to think of the true crime documentaries I watch now in terms of, like, would Pete MC go for this? And I, Absolutely not. Like, <laughs> You fucked up what could have been, like, a cathartic thing about catching the guy and these people getting closure into, like, for some reason you just threw in another case with no ending. Like, fuck you. Like, uh, that was just bullshit. Yeah, like, we knew she was involved in it. We didn't need to see, like, why she got involved in it. Like, we we got it. Like, we understood her from beginning to end within, you know, that first season. Give – so the – for anyone who doesn't know – they do go over like the court case that the the killer was in, and it's during the pandemic. Everyone has masks on, so I was like, so int- I didn't even know this was happening while we exactly. were in the pandemic. Exactly. So I was like, show me all this foot. Just show me the whole court case. I'll take yeah. this over uh, Michelle McNamara's uh, obsession with the Oak Park unsolved murders, which you know I'm not uh, ripping on her. I'm glad, you know, she's getting uh, her say out there and her showing her obsession and how it all started. But, man, for that final or that extra episode, it wasn't the time or place to do that. There was um, there was something I watched a few months back. It was a follow up to that tickled documentary. It was called the Tickle King. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it's like a 20 minute thing. Right. And it was just here is, you know, when we were debuting the movie, when we were traveling around with it, here's what happened. And then sure enough, like the guy who organized that website shows up at a screening. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And it's only like a 20 minute thing, right? That's it. Why couldn't this have just been a 20, 25 minute? Here's what's going on in the case. Yeah. Here's the footage that you were talking about. Here's the result. Let's just give people the closure. We don't need to pad it and because like ultimately who is that serving at the end of the day right i think you is just, it you just punned it pat and oswald yeah <laughs> I, I, yeah i guess right because otherwise is it hbo just fishing to see whether or not they can make a second season out of this um i don't get it i i really don't um 
you know, I said more than I've said more than I've thought about. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's let's move on. Uh, check it out for the uh, Golden State killer uh, court footage and the jail cell footage, and then you could just you could just walk away. Yeah, maybe there's like a fucking Snyder cut of this or something. You know, no, no. no. That'd be four oh, that's hours. The other, that's the other direction. That's right. That's <laughs> You're right. Going the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. We we got the Snyder cut. We needed the fucking theatrical bullshit. No bullshit. I need the "Would You Miss This bullshit. Week"? The "Would You Miss This Week" episode. That's right. That's Just right. a couple lines. Call it a day. So yeah. All right. We got two left. Yeah. Right, let's do physical. You want to? You want to get physical? Let's get physical. This stars Rose Byrne. I love Rose Byrne. Everyone loves Rose Byrne. I don't know anyone that doesn't like Rose Byrne. Uh, I'm just going to read the uh, IMDb synopsis. This is a woman struggling in her life as a quietly tortured housewife finds an unconventional path to power through an unlikely source, the world of aerobics. I think this takes place in, what, the 80s? Uh, 1986, I think, flashes on the screen. Oh, okay. So she's just like – she's married with a kid. The, the relationship between her and her husband is not great. She's just kind of going through the motions of a typical housewife of that time, like wakes up, makes breakfast, makes coffee for him, for the husband, just being what, what the woman's role was back then, which is totally changed right now. And she is just, she just can't take it anymore. And, um, she finds and walks by like this aerobics class and she kind of has like an eating disorder, right? Or she yeah. does. She definitely does have an eating disorder. Um, but she needs to be empowered somehow and she finds her way into this aerobics class. Like you, you know, that Jamie Lee Curtis 80s aerobic style class. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and she becomes – a part of that class and there's this whole other story of her husband and politics so <laughs> there's a great mm. story going on and then there's the other stuff going on where I'm like I don't care mm. and let's just get physical physical don't right. no right. we're not allowed to use right is that we're not allowed to use drops right on this I mean okay <clears throat> yeah this isn't a, a Mary fuck kill um, yeah. But I can't root for her, Jack. I'm not rooting for her. Interesting. I don't I, care. Um, <laughs> okay, okay. But, but I, you watched four episodes, though. I like the show. I like the look of it. I like um, – there's something about it that I like. There, it's it. Maybe it's more Rose Byrne. Maybe it's the era they're in mm. and – I don't want to say cliffhangers because it's not like a lost cliffhanger. Right. It's just a little beat where it's like, okay, it's enough, it, yeah. it's enough to get me to that next episode. It's not right. huge. It's just like, oh, we're going to do this next week at credits. And it's like, okay, you got me. I mean, I'll tell you what it is for me. And I just think it's – I really like the writing. Like her narration is the thing that kept me interested in the first episode and it's the reason why I, I'm going to keep up with the season. Okay, yeah, I got Yeah, please talk about that. Okay, so there's something phenomenal about the fact that, like, she's putting on 
a certain look at any given moment. And her inner monologue, which is her narration, is like, oh, you fucking fat bitch. You know, like, it's all, it's all just, like, the most deprecating, evil, sadistic, terrible, but, like, ultimately depressed stuff, right? Like, it, it feels real to me. I, I don't know. I, I feel like I've had conversations with myself inside my own head, like oh, the ones that she's had. It's totally you know? real. And, yeah, it's it's definitely yeah. uh, relatable. Absolutely. It's absolutely relatable. Like, I'm not into aerobics. I'm not, obviously... Uh, a, a woman I'm not there's so much that's different about her that's different about me but I find the writing to be incredibly relatable like she's just trying to find something that works and be happy and and it's like I don't know it, it's there's something endearing about it and I think it just comes down to the writing I, I think it's her performance and the writing is is making for a really nice I don't know balance for me yeah um I think that's why I'm staying the, too. The, yeah, the, the, the political story, I, I don't care as much about that, but I do care in the sense that it creates conflict for her to have to deal with, you know? Um, so in that respect, I'm I'm fine with it because it's, it's interesting to see her so, like, you know, put together and, um, you know, able to meet the task at hand. I mean, in that fourth episode when she's going, I think it's the fourth episode, when she goes to the fundraising dinner yeah. and, you know, he's not showing up because he's, like, fucking off taking acid on the beach or something with his friend. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she is able to raise a bunch of money. And the guy's friend even says, like, yeah, you're really good at this, you know. Um, there's something endearing and, and, I don't know, it's it's very, it's entertaining at the end of the day. It's very entertaining. Um, Isn't it short? I think it's, like, half hour, right? Yeah, half hour reps. Um, yeah, I, I tried this uh, earlier in the week. I watched the first episode. I liked it. And then I just kept thinking, huh, I wonder what happens in the second episode. Like, I really wanted to watch the second episode. And sure enough, I sat down to watch the second one. And before I knew it, all four were done. Nice. So, um, I, I don't know. I'll, the Apple TV series, uh, there hasn't really been one that's grabbed me yet. Um, I've tried a bunch of them. I watched an episode of that show C. I tried the morning show. I didn't really like it. Like it, nothing really grabbed me. But this, I don't know. I think it's the writing. I think it's the performance. But yeah, I'm I'm in for this one. Um, I'm definitely gonna gonna continue. So, yeah, yeah. I, I'm still there. Like I said, I don't care about the politics. I really like the um, the uh, the original aerobics instructor or the. I, I want yeah. her more in it. More. They keep going sure. to her. I guess boyfriend with the. Uh, filming stuff and i'm just like i think yeah. i like the i think i like her better yeah she has, she's funnier yeah i want her in it yeah. more so i'm hoping uh her character gets a little bit more developed and they they start a relationship but the show opens up kind of like with a spoiler like minute second one and you're like all right yeah. okay when are we gonna get to this point i kind of wish they didn't show that because i'm always like waiting like when is that mm. gonna happen and i think yeah. the end of four is when we're gonna get you know into five we're going to start getting close like you know the yeah. outcome in a way by the beginning sure sure um, I, I just yeah, like, come no, on it, why you do that you do i don't i, I, I kind of <laughs> like it because for me it gives me i guess if those moments weren't there yeah then i'd kind of wonder like i don't know like where is this going like is this a show about somebody who becomes an aerobics instructor i see what you know you're like i don't i see yeah. like, do I, do I care to watch a show about that or do I want to watch a show about somebody who becomes a celebrity? You know, that, yeah, I don't know. There's something more, 
intriguing about the celebrity one than like a dance instructor, you know? Yeah. I, maybe. Maybe. I don't I don't know. I don't know. And I feel – so there are the, she does have voiceover. She'll say like, oh, hey, Jack. How you doing? And then cut – not cut, but you hear her voiceover and be like, oh, Jack, you're such a fucking douchebag, you know? Right. I, I'm waiting for the the – this the episode where the voiceover ends and she's able to have the confidence to say what she wants to mm. say like i hope the voiceover doesn't go the whole season i want her to uh not feel restricted and be empowered and say what she yeah. feels and not be scared of any consequence at all because she oh, deserves that, that would be really cool yeah. <laughs> you know yeah absolutely man um did you did you happen by any chance read the uh, the uh, episode titles of episode three and four? I know. I actually have <laughs> I drops. Um, really? Yeah. So this is this is the name of episode three. Let's yeah. get down to business. <laughs> okay. I swear <laughs> to God, you look up physical episode three. This is the title. Let's get down to business. Episode four. <laughs> this is episodes. Episode four title. Let's get this party started, y'all. <laughs> Without the y'all, but it's episode three is let's get down to business. Episode four, it's, let's get this party started. It's unbelievable. It's oh. one of the reasons why I started this show. I'm like, I gotta see what's going on here. <laughs> I gotta see the sounder episodes. Come on. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, surprising, man. I wasn't looking forward to this or any anything really, um, but it—I uh, don't know—it kind of won me over so far. So I'll, I'll stick around. Yeah, Rose Byrne, man, she's fantastic. I really like her. Yeah. I'll, I'll kind of see her in it in everything or anything she yeah. does. So, all right, should we get to the? Uh, we had a couple, a couple or one, one voicemail this week, bad and bunch about Loki episode three. Yeah. Hmm. More like Sloki, am I right? <laughs> Listen, I. Do you want me to start? <laughs> sure. I fucking hated this episode. I hated episode Ooh, three. Okay. By the way, this was a ten to twelve minute shorter episode than the prior two, and it felt the longest. I'll agree with that. It did feel like the longest episode. <laughs> it was yeah. unbelievable how long this felt. And nothing happened. Now, there's a few lines of dialogue maybe within the last two minutes that seemed important because Tom Hiddleston goes, what did you just say? And then we're supposed to really perk up our ears to hear what that woman says, which is hmm. – I don't really know what she says. But I'm going <laughs> to – let's let's spoil Loki for whatever we know right now. So if you want to move on. Move on, listeners. But are they – Jack, maybe you know. If you don't know, let me know. Is everybody a Loki, like a Tom Hiddleston in a different universe and their brother is Thor? Or are they just people that can time travel and that's everyone we're looking at right now? Like I know the title credit shows different fonts of Loki, which makes me think these are all like – Loki characters from other. Um, so yeah, please. I'm trying to I'm trying to remember how this episode ends. So correct me if I'm wrong. 
this episode ends where they're running through a city, right? And like buildings are falling over and they're trying to get to some ship and then yeah. the ship blows up the and arc. yeah. Okay, and then the girl walks away pissed off, right? And then it cuts the credits, right? Yep. So when you when you're asking me about different Lokis, are you talking about just Tom Hiddleston and the girl or somebody I'm, else? I I'm talking about Everyone that's fuck. <laughs> okay, let's just say the girl for for now. Mm-hmm. Is she a Loki from another timeline? So I don't think that's the case, even because she hasn't said that she is. And now I don't know the comics, so I don't know one from the other. But, but the I don't. That, yeah. I, I think you're supposed to think that she is, but I I'm not sure that she is. Because in, in episode two at the end, we're supposed to th- think in that mall that the reveal is going to be Tom Hiddleston, right? Tom Hiddleston yeah. versus Tom Hiddleston. And it's not. Yeah. It's, a, it's a girl who is kind of has the same, like, garb as he does with the horns on the head. Yeah, it's similar, um, yeah. So is it another – is there another timeline of, like, these, like, devious type people that are – is a Loki, male or female, yep. but in that timeline. And because I, so I think that's the implication that the, there's a multiverse and that there could be infinite Lokis or Thors with like different circumstances. Gotcha. Or some of them with the same circumstances, but the universes are slightly different. Like, I think it's. It, it's the whole, like, many worlds theory thing where, like... <sighs> no, I get it. It's like maybe uh, yeah. Thor has a sister and that's the girl that's in this, like, in another universe. Right. Maybe, right. right. Maybe, yep, maybe there's a... Maybe there's a universe where Loki's an old man at the same time. I, I don't know. Maybe there's a universe where, like, Loki is Tom Hiddleston and Thor is, is a girl. I, I don't... No, know. yeah, yeah. Th- that's exactly what I'm thinking. Okay, okay, yeah. I, I, I believe that's the implication. And then everyone that works at TVA, V as in Victor, VA, TVA, yep. are yep. – right? Don't they, don't they say in this episode that they're all variants? Like Owen Wilson's a variant. Yeah. Don't they say that? They do. They do. Hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah. This was like – this, a, this yeah. was a very – like. This there was just like three lines of dialogue that explained or made you think or maybe drove the story forward, but we may not know. But that was it, though. Mm-hmm. Besides, like those three lines of dialogue of like they're all variants. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I... There wasn't a ton of substance. That I think that's the I think that's the biggest problem with this episode is like there was some timey whiny shit. There was a little bit of action. Um, you really get no insight as to who the Sylvie character is one way or the other, which felt to me like the showrunners said, oh, we got to get six episodes out of this, so stretch it out, you know? Because um, nothing of consequence happens with that character whatsoever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't it, it wasn't... I didn't, look, I didn't hate this episode. I, I know a lot of people that did. Yeah. 
It didn't bother me as much as some of the episodes with Falcon and Winter Soldier, but I will say this has me a little nervous because Falcon and Winter Soldier started out real strong, and then it kind of got worse as the episodes went. I really like the first two episodes of Loki a lot. I hope that this is just a blip on the radar. I, re- I you know, I, I hope that there's more clever stuff ahead. Um, I yeah. like what they're doing. I like what they've done with you know the, the the previous episodes, and I feel like they're not invalidating what we've seen because Loki himself sees his future and you know everything that happens to him, and it doesn't go well. And, you know, that, those things matter to this Loki character, which means that, to me, that the, the whole Infinity Saga is not invalidated. Like, this character carries that with him. You know, it's known. So, yeah. that's important for me. Um, Marvel's proven to be pretty smart about this stuff. But, yeah, I... <laughs> not a great episode. Not a great episode. Yeah, it was not It was not good. And it was short. And it was felt the longest. Um, it was short, but it was long. I'm worried about uh, what Bunchy said. Like, we're going to get the TVA side of that time that Loki and uh, – forgive me. I forget her name. We're on that planet. Uh, yeah, Sylvie. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, man, if he's right about that, now we're uh, – now we're, we're, we're not moving. We're not moving forward. Right. And then there'll be a couple lines of dialogue towards the end that's going to get you ready for episode five. And it's just like, God damn it. But it's Marvel. I'm still into this. I I like this show better than Wanda and Falcon. This episode Mm -hmm. was a huge speed bump, though. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, Um, we'll see. So something Law and I were talking about last week when it comes to Marvel. We were were talking about Loki. Mm -hmm. It made me think of a question I wanted to ask you. So... Mm. um, so you're, you know, you're, you're big Iron Man guy, big RDJ guy, right? You've, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, well documented. You like some of the Marvel movies, some of the others, not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so Law and I got into a conversation, and I, I still feel this way, where we're now in a, like a middle ground, where we're kind of waiting for the next big, maybe star to, to show up and show, like, like lead the next phase of Marvel stuff, right? I mean... Yeah, you know, we always had RDJ to lean on, and then eventually Chris Evans, right? And they, obviously that worked out really well. Mm-hmm. But outside of you know, say Tom Cruise, because I just don't think that he would do one <laughs> at this point. Mm-hmm. Can you think of an actor where if they were cast tomorrow as I I don't know some some fucking no some C C tier. Superhero, just the yeah. way that that Iron Man was twelve years ago, right? Yeah. Can you think of anybody that they would cast, and you would immediately be like, "Okay, I'm interested." Like, Oof. man. See, I don't know, like superheroes from the comic books that like. So, yeah. So take take would play. Yeah, yeah. That's the tough thing. So let well let's let's think here. So let's say they're finally going to do X Men again, right? But Ugh. they're going to go. <laughs> And they're going to cast, well, okay, the leader of the X-Men, Cyclops, right? They're going to make a Cyclops movie. Okay. So, what's Cyclops? You you know, he fucking shoots lasers out of his eyes, right? He's the leader of the X-Men, and uh, he's a mutant. Yeah. 
<laughs> if that were the, if those were the parameters, can you think of somebody that if they cast them, you would be interested? I, I off the top of my head, I can't. I mean, I feel like I I'm gonna put the MCU on Cumberbatch's shoulders right now. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at right now. I'm. I'm I really like Doctor Strange. I'm mm-hmm. very excited for that movie. Yeah. I don't know anything about Shang-Chi. I don't care about Spider-Man. Um what else? Black Panther 2, right? I don't know like at some point, yeah. Obviously, you know, he's still uh Chadwick's still the lead in that movie, but I don't know where where that's going to go. But and I don't even know what Cumberbatch's uh, contract is, but mm. that's that's the most exciting thing I, I'm, I'm excited for is the Doctor Strange, <clears throat> and, I, and yeah. I don't know where that's going to go. But that I think they're saying like that's like more horror, right? Aren't they saying something like that? Yeah, yeah, um, which sounds awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm in, man, yeah. and and obviously he he can go toe to toe with RDJ in those scenes and stuff, and he's got humor and he's got heart and depth and time travel. So I feel like with RDJ stepping down and and uh, Evans, I think it's on Cumberbatch's shoulder. For me, I I'm yeah. putting it on him. Whether he knows it or not, it's on Cumberbatch <laughs> right now. You're on fucking notice, Batch boy. <laughs> I don't know. Is that a is that a bad move? Putting all my cards on, on Cumberbatch to like run the whole thing? Uh, no, because I'm I'm in the same camp. Like okay. I, I, you know, I I didn't love the Doctor Strange movie. I thought it had some cool visuals, and like I really like the ending. But I didn't think he was a great character in it. I feel like Infinity War and Endgame and his like little scene in Ragnarok for me yeah. kind of solidified him as a great character, you know? Yeah. Um, and going forward, he's definitely the one I'm most interested in just because of, like you said, like the powers and the, um, I don't know, the, the, the creative ways that they can continue the story with a character like that who can like, you know, control time and hop through different dimensions and stuff. You know, it's just, it's, it's stuff we haven't seen and it's intriguing. You know, I want to, I want to see that stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, that's the thing. That same element is the thing that I really liked about the first two episodes of Loki. You know, the, the idea that they're fucking with timelines and they're, they're doing creative things, but they're also making sure that the story that we know isn't going to get overlooked, isn't going to get ignored. You know, I think that it's important that they, they put that scene of Loki seeing his own demise mm-hmm. um, for that. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm, always, I'm always curious about things like this because you get a show, right? Let's say you're working for Marvel and you have an idea and you're like, okay, I want to tell this story and I think it would work great as a show. And they say, great, six episodes. But, and you just kind of walk out of the room saying, oh, great, but... You only had enough story for five, you know. So it's like, how yeah. do you how do you square that circle? You know, it's it. I don't know. It, it, this episode just felt like filler. It did. It just felt like filler. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I hope that Bunchy's wrong. I think he hopes that he's wrong too. Um, I know that they're smarter than that. I I I hope that I hope they don't go in that direction. But <sighs> me neither, man. We'll find out. I did miss Owen Wilson in this episode, and and that's a 
good thing because he, yes. I love him in this show. I do. He's been he's been good. Um, and the other actress too, whose name is escaping me, but she was in a movie that I think was recommended to me, maybe my by by uh, Garrett a couple of years ago called Fast Color. Um, that I it was uh, it was like a it was like a stripped down superhero movie kind of thing. That's uh yeah she's the uh, her name is uh, Gugu Mbatha Raw. She was from yeah. uh, Cloverfield Paradox. Uh, Cloverfield Paradox right. and uh, yeah she yeah yeah. Um, you know she's been okay in a couple of scenes. Uh, you know it seems like she wasn't st- you know uh, dealing with any of Loki's bullshit, which is kind of mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Um, she's in the yeah, morning I, show too, Jack. By the way. Oh okay yeah. okay. Um, yeah I. Look, I'm with you. Uh, episode wasn't great. I hope it gets better. So, yeah, I have faith. Oh, by the way, I have to bring this up because I fucking when I see things that bother me, I gotta talk about it. Um, Tom Hiddleston physical um, action in this scene. By the way, first of all, before I get there, they they land on this planet. You know, him and her, and they mm-hmm. are dodging. These fucking things landing on this planet like they're like it's life or death. And then later on, they're just like taking a stroll like they're in Central Park. I thought that was a little odd. What happened? uh, Did they like come to their fate and like they knew like, okay, well, we're not going to die here. We know the arc is going to blow up. So we're it's like we know the future. So we're safe. Type thing? I don't know, man. Or is it just I a... thought that was weird. And by the way, for Tom, Tom Hiddleston is not good at uh, physicality when it comes to uh, fighting, pretending something's in front of him, dodging. If you watch that scene in the uh, in the city at the end, it is horrendous. It almost looks like he's counting one, two, three steps, turn left, turn right. Looks up. It's all. It is awful. Awful. He's oh. terrible at that. Just stick to your quippy dialogue, call it a day, and just yeah. tell me what's going to happen next episode. All right. <laughs> well, I'm still there. What is it? Episode four. Let's see what happens. Bring back Owen Wilson. Yep. Um, yeah. And that's TV Roundup. I got to do uh, you want to do like a pee break? I can do that. Let's do it. Here we go. Long sounder so that they can fucking pee. Maybe this one will be quicker than the last. Law can't remember if the last time he pissed himself for the toilet, but he knows these bottles fill up fast. And it's one more bong hit for Emma. Taking a piss outside with Bigfoot If you think they need to check the prostate They probably should Ba-ba-ba-ba Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba girl Ba-ba-ba-ba girl Laws in the bathroom probably sometime after 13 beers Thought he had to pee, guess what came next? 
gas the liquor makes you pee a little longer makes your bowels a little softer now laws taking surprise coach holy shit it's been a long sounder where the fuck could they be you thought that this kiss would be quicker than the last get off for fuck's sake we can't remember the times we had to break for a bourbon Good or bad, that's the binge cast I pissed all over myself And it's one more bong here for Emma Garrett Collins, go fuck my dick Taking a piss outside with Bigfoot Remix can you guess where you put a tiny house Let's get to some what you watch. Let's do it. I've been really trying, baby. Trying to walk this here movie for so long. And if you drink like I drink, baby. Come on. Oh, come on. Tell me what you want. What the fuck you want? I didn't check out shit! What the fuck you want? What the fuck you want? Ah, boy. He's the sounder king, that guy. That guy, huh? Pretty good. I got three films... Jack, you have a thousand films. Yeah, I got I got four. I got four. Coming coming, <laughs> coming in with four. All right? Okay. Uh, nuts here. Let me do uh, Luca real quick since you guys uh, talked about that last week. Sure. Obviously, the new Pixar movie. Uh, everyone knows. Just real quick, real quick before you do. Yeah. Do you have? It doesn't have to be top three, but let's say like three of your favorite Pixar movies. Do you, do you do you know what they are? Uh, up, okay. Wally, and probably it's probably a Toy Story. I don't know which one. I just right. lo- I love good. I love one through four, so it's hard for me to. Yeah, uh, no, that's good. All right, all right. Just to, just to like you know get a little litmus yeah. test here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Pixar. I, I I I've seen Cars once. I haven't seen two. I haven't seen three. I've seen Good Dinosaur. That was just kind of like a throwaway. I forget Brave. I should probably do a revisit on that. Onward okay. is forgettable, and I watched that what like a year ago. Mm. So, um, but uh, Luca, I, I was uh, engaged the whole time. I I I recognized the uh, flaws and the problems that you guys had. I, I listened to um, your reviews mm-hmm. uh, after I watched it because I didn't want uh, 
you guys to sway me either way. Yeah. You know, while I was watching it, because that can happen. Uh, so I waited, but uh, after listening to it, I was like, yeah, 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 I saw that, I saw that, but it, it nothing that bothered me. Um, yeah, I had a good time with this. Like I said, I was engaged from the beginning. I, I really like the kid. I, 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 I didn't have a, I did not have a problem with this. It's not the the best movie. It's very simple. Like if you told me this was like a DreamWorks or something like that, like this this didn't feel like Pixar, which I think you guys kind of nailed. Like that uh, quality wasn't there as far as uh, story. Mm-hmm. Um. But I liked it from uh, beginning to end. I, I didn't have a problem with it. Uh, I, like I said, I noticed some of the problems that you guys had, but that was after I saw it. So it didn't yeah. bother me. So I'm going to go uh, six and a half on Luca. And I, I do recommend it. I know you uh, – I think Law hated it. Or I don't know if he hated it. but uh, I mean Law liked it a lot more than I did. Oh, okay. I, I gave it a four on ten. So. Oh, yeah. Law gave it like a five, five and a half or something. I think five or six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Luca. I do recommend Luca, though. It was pretty good. And and like I said, uh, or like you said, um, you didn't even know it was coming out. I was actually looking. I was actually looking in theaters because my wife's like, "Oh, the new Pixar movie's coming out." So I'm like, I'm on AMC app looking. Mm -hmm. I'm like, how is this not playing? And then, then I saw like yeah. an ad on like IMDb. It's just like coming to Disney Plus. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. How is this just Disney Plus? It's not in theater. So, again, yeah, maybe the, I think you guys strange. said it. Maybe they knew what they had and wasn't worth theater. It just, kind of feels like that, um, but who knows, man? Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I was a little harsh on it last week, but uh, it just <laughs> I don't know. It didn't do anything for me, you know. Just. Yeah. Felt incomplete. I don't know. I liked it. Glad you liked it, though. I'm a simple man, and it was a simple story. I didn't have to think too hard. Like, uh... Should have known. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, this other movie you recommended. Not recommended. Sorry. Sorry. Hmm. Let me take that back. You said you're watching this. Yeah, yeah. I was bringing this to the table. So yeah. I was like, you know what? Let me watch it. It's a movie called Censor. Do you want to uh, take the uh, synopsis off my hands? For yeah. Um, so just real simple IMDb synopsis here. Uh, after viewing a strangely familiar video nasty, Enid, a film censor, sets out to solve the past mystery of her sister's disappearance, embarking on a quest that dissolves the line between fiction and reality. Um I'm gonna let me watch this this let week. Let me, oh, clean, yeah. let me clean that up just a hair. So she's kind of sure. like... Um, the movies go through her to give the rating on what like what the rating should be for the film. So right. if there's too much gore, she um, writes down in her notes like you got to remove this scene and this scene to get this rating or right. leave it in and you get this rating. And that, that's her, that's her job. She works for a company that, that does that. So. Yep. Yep. And the. The the additional thing to know about this, and I, I guess part of the reason why I was bringing it to the table this week was it takes place in the 80s in the UK, and, and like the video nasties craze was going on, where, I don't know, people don't know what that is at a Not certain a point. The, oh, oh, really? Oh, okay. So, okay, so in the 80s, the yeah. the UK government mandated that certain films were considered, quote-unquote, video nasties. Okay. And that they were actually outlawed in the UK. 
So her job was a real job that existed oh, to okay. declare whether or not a movie was a video nasty. And there were a ton of famous um, horror movies. I'm, I'm getting a list up um, right now for you. But I, Evil Dead 2 was one of them. Okay, um, okay. At, one, at least one of the Halloween sequels was. But this was a real thing that was going on in the UK. Interesting. Um, Interesting. It, a lot of the documentaries that you and I watch about horror movies, like the um, the In Search of Dar- Darkness documentaries, they actually bring up video nasties all the time. Oh, okay. Like a, it just never so went like, right over my head. No, no, that's right. So, like, Last House on the Left was one. Clockwork Orange was one. Cannibal Holocaust is a really famous one. Um, gotcha. There's, there's dozens of these, right? Okay. Um, so just to kind of set the scene, this is like a, it's it's a fictional story, but it's rooted in a little bit of of you know real life uh, stuff. So, um, so yeah, I, I had heard not a ton about this. Um, okay, I saw that it was a short runtime. It came out in twenty twenty one, and what the subject matter was, it seemed like ah eh, maybe it's worth a shot. So very interesting, um, interesting trailer, interesting synopsis. Yeah. So you know. You, you you sold it by just mention you know mentioning it yeah you know it's yeah. a good and pick. I had seen I had seen a um one of the uh, YouTube channels that I follow actually had a review of this movie I, I didn't watch the review mm-hmm. until after I saw the movie but it's a channel that I I like the guy who runs it he he tends to be pretty selective when it comes to horror movies and like genre stuff <laughs> um. But his and my opinion tend to align a lot. So if if he's recommending something, there's, it usually kind of makes me perk up and be like, oh, maybe I should check that out. Not unlike Law and Alex, you know, kind of <laughs> the same type of thing. So, yeah, um, this I don't I don't really know where to start with this movie. I could start. I fucking um, hated this movie. How about that? <laughs> all right, all right. There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Listen, it had it had something. So. Basically, this censor, this this woman went through or maybe went through a trauma, a trauma back in the day, a a traumatic experience where her sister got lost and killed. And then there may be a movie that she's watching that Mm -hmm. could mirror the events that happened. Uh, to her sister, so she goes out and tries to find the producer, the director of this film, to try to find out what happened to her daughter because it's a very similar story. And then maybe this director took parts of this real life horrific event and made a movie about it. So if this guy knew about it, maybe he knows where the sister is. Basically, that's the through line throughout this film, but it, it is a slow. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a great concept for a film. Like it could be fast paced. It could be great characters. These characters are slow. They're like the sloths in Zootopia. Every one of these people. <laughs> it's like, let's move it a little bit. And it's a short runtime. This is like Loki episode three in movie form. <laughs> yeah, it's an hour 24 is the runtime. So. Where, where are you at in this? Like, I feel like there's a great, there's a amazing horror movie here. I just don't think they pulled it off. 
Yeah, there's there's clunkiness for sure. I mean, there's there's moments where I really like what they're doing. I I think it kind of hinges around the lead, right? So this is her name is uh, unpronounceable, but it's like <laughs> Naomi Ulger. Naomi Ulger. I don't, I don't know. Nailed I don't it. Know. Enid is her name in the movie. Okay, so the so the yeah. thing the 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 thing that's interesting about this is it's. It kind of reminded me of a movie that I watched earlier this year, Videodrome, okay? During the Jack Attack Tuesday stuff. Okay. Um, and Videodrome is a movie where you you have this character who finds out about this quote-unquote, like, snuff film. And the snuff film may be real, it may be faked, but it's one of those things where once this guy sees it, he starts to have physiological changes that are being reflected. It, like, he, he thinks he's dreaming about these things that are happening to him, but then he finds evidence that they're actually real in his waking life. And okay. you don't know what's real and what's fake, really, throughout okay. the movie. Like, that's kind of the conceit. Maybe he's insane. Maybe it's actually happening and nobody else is able to, to, to notice, right? Yeah. That's a big yeah. part of Videodrome. Yeah. That... To me, this movie was absolutely trying to do the same thing. Um, that sounds about right. And I don't know. I, I, I didn't. I didn't hate this movie. I didn't. I didn't. I, uh. I, I thought that there was some stuff that wasn't executed great. I thought that her performance, though, I thought she was pretty good. I thought that it, it when when you get these movies, it can go one of two ways, right? You you either have somebody who you're the, the performance has to walk a really, like, I don't know, thin line of, you know, you being able to accept that she also doesn't quite know what's going on and that it could go one way or the other at any point, right? Mm-hmm. I was kind of with it for, for sections of this movie. Not the whole thing. You know, I it's a short run time, and it's clear that, like, some elements of the story weren't fleshed out as much as they could have been, you know? Yeah. Like, I would have liked to see more of her, um, like like, the way that the... That the video nasties that she's trying to um, rate are, are are affecting her more. You know, like, you start to see that a little bit, but then it kind of swerves into, oh, maybe this actress is my sister, and, that I, and I need to find her, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I, I would have liked to have seen more integration of, like, the concept of the video, of, of these tapes, like, like, disturbing her or pushing her towards what, you know, where the story goes, yeah. rather than it be... A story around like, well, I happen to do this, and now we're going to have a section of the movie that cuts between, you know, maybe I'm in a movie, maybe it's reality, and who knows what camera is on me, and different aspect ratios, and all that stuff. It kind of it kind of fell apart for me at that point, you know. Um, yeah, that's that's where I started hating it. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's some cool. I'll say the the last ten minutes of the movie. There's a little editing trick that they used that I I thought was really effective. I just oh, didn't feel yeah. the emotion of it. You know, that was good. Like that was the scariest part was to yeah. see. That was like a trick they did in um, the ring when they open like well, not the ring, yes. but they open up the closet and she's yeah. like sitting there. But it's like those type of faces, right? In these flashes right. that I I really dug, and I'm like, oh, I wish there was fucking more of that. Yeah, um, that stuff was great. That that was really kind of clever and, and maybe not new. Like, I, honestly, they do that in 2001, too. Like, it reminded me of the Stargate sequence with the faces, you yeah. know? Yeah, but editing-wise, um, they, they nailed the editing of that. 
Yeah, like the the craft of it was pretty fucking cool. Yeah, um, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, I just I just wanted more from it though. I wanted I, maybe maybe a stronger director. I felt like the writing was okay. It needed to be fleshed out a little more. But I think this is a first time director. Let me just verify that. But I'm almost thinking that maybe like somebody with a a little more experience might have been able to bring. Some more to it. Yeah, that's the first feature for this director. Mm. Um, I, I just know. wanted... It was, it was a frustrating movie. I, I, I love the concept of yeah. this woman who is a censor, like, works, like, in this rating uh, production of, uh, you know, rating the film, and yeah. comes across this film of someone that looks like her sister. Maybe it is her sister. That dies in this picture, oh, dies in this movie, almost like a Faces of Death yes. uh, footage. Like, because you could tell the the thing she's watching, the the movie she's watching is a production. It's a movie. It's not docu style, right? It's not handheld. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a motion picture. I kind of wish it was more handheld and like a Faces yeah. of Death and. <clears throat> And maybe it was her sister. Make it even that as, as simple as that. And then she it's turned into like an investigation, but a horror investigation where she tracks down to pro- the producer. That scene could be in there because that was kind of cool. It was real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then go to the set for the se- like you know the sequel like they 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 were doing, and just kind of track it down and 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 then kill you know the murderer. I'm, I'm not saying – I'm not spoiling anything because none right. of this happens, but that's what I right. wanted. Right. Just real simple. I'm not a smart guy, so give me a fucking simple fucking story like that because I haven't seen anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I, I like the – look, I, I like the concept of the the whole like you know reality and maybe maybe there's like a mental illness thing going on. Like I, I like that stuff when it's done well. But when it's not done well, it feels like a fucking crutch, you know? And it feels like every other movie that's tried to do, oh, the person's actually crazy, you know? And, like, that's the twist or whatever. I'm not, this is not a spoiler one way or another. We're just kind of spitballing here for anybody who's worried about it. But, yeah. but like, I just... I think you and I are probably aligned in this, where there, I, I just see, like, so much potential in this concept. Absolutely. Um, and it's just... There's some things that they get right. I do think that the lead performance is is good enough. It, it could be better, but I do think it's good enough. I just don't think that, like the bullet points of the story are are like. I mean, I know it, it's a movie about like you know murder and stuff, but like it's not fun enough. You know, like horror movies are supposed to have an a- element of fun, right? Whether it's like, oh, this is really scary, it's going to make me jump, or like. The concept is so batshit insane that I just got to see that some some crazy asshole decided to make this right. Like it, it, pinhead, you know, the right? scenes, you know, the scenes felt like you know when uh, Mister Incredibles at work. Yeah, and those scenes are yes. so like dreary. Like that's yes. like seventy percent of this movie is shot like that. Okay, <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. oh my god, it's a downer. Nothing's yeah. happening. That's what it felt like. Yeah. It's very low energy. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna go with the rating here. Um, go right. I'm ahead. gonna throw a five at ten, five on ten at this. Um, it could have been better. I do think that there were a lot of good ideas. 
There was some fun stuff. There was not enough fun stuff. Um, yeah, five. Listen, not bragging, but I turn to my wife and I go, if this happens in the last shot, I'm going to be so pissed. <laughs> and it happened. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, the fucking. I mean, I'm the, sure I the do. The fucking VCR. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. That is, you. That was a cop out. That was a cop out move. That last shot. I'm sorry. Mm. I, I, mm. I hated it. I hated that. And that brought it way down for me. Mm. You didn't have to show that. If you didn't show that, it would have been a five. You fucking showed that and you made me sit through that bullshit. Now you're a two, bitch. You're Damn. a fucking two. You're wow. a negative. You're a minus two. Garrett minus two on ten. <laughs> Math, 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 math. That's right. All right. Um, I got, I got the Fast and Furious movie. So if you want to just, that's all I got left. So if you want to go with the, please go with the ones you got. I think I seen uh, a couple of things you saw. So go right ahead. Yeah, I think so. All right. So the first one I'm going to talk about, uh, Gringo: The Dangerous Life of John McAfee. So as. uh, Anybody who watches the news knows John McAfee was found dead in a Spanish prison cell this past week. Spoiler um, Yeah. Well, John McAfee is the original uh, creator of McAfee antivirus, so I'm sure some of you have that as the antivirus on your computer. Um, if you have followed this guy at all for the past 10 years, he ran for president in 2016 in the Libertarian ticket. Um, he... <laughs> There's, By the way, I don't know what uh, you to, are. You are yeah. you are talking to me. I know nothing about this guy. Right. I didn't even know McAfee uh, security was a guy. Okay. So go okay. right ahead. So this guy, uh, there are lots of stories about this guy. Essentially, what, what you need to know going into this is that he was a very intelligent um, computer programmer at one point. He was very straight laced. He was a businessman. Yeah. And he was one of the first people to see and understand what a computer virus is. And he figured out that, oh, there's an easy fix for this, but you do need a program that watches for this kind of thing. And he essentially is one of the – was one of the godfathers of, like, virus protection in, in cybersecurity. So okay. for somebody in – like, what I do for a living, he's – you know, he's, he's a notable figure in that respect. Okay. He's also known for fucking with the U.S. government, living in Belize, uh, having hookers shit on him, <laughs> and oh, nice. uh, he was once uh, being—he was in um, uh, what, what? How do you describe this? Um, he was under suspicion of having committed a murder while he was mm. in Belize, okay, and on the run for a while. I don't believe um, that. Yeah, sorry. Well, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I've been drinking. Um, I gotta throw as many stupid jokes as I can. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, so if you Google a picture of this guy anytime in the last like 10 years, he yeah. looks like a Bond villain. Um, okay. He's got like a salt and pepper mustache goatee thing going on. Um, dyed blonde, sometimes like frosted tip blonde hair. And he's like 70 years old. I mean, he, he, this guy is just 
impossible to describe. You know, in one respect, he is he he what was God's dead now. He was somebody who was incredibly eccentric and probably genuinely insane. I don't know if that had to do with the fact that he was insane from birth or drugs rotted his mind. It's one or the other. But this documentary is fucking nuts, okay? Um, I knew 10% of what I just told you going into this documentary. When I saw that he died, there is a lot of hoopla, conspiracy theory stuff around the fact that he had been saying for years... Mm-hmm. that if he's ever found dead, he did not commit suicide, somebody had him killed, right? Well, funny to find out that he was in a Spanish prison cell this past week, you know, dead of an apparent suicide, and yeah. he has all this stuff out there that says, like, nope, I, I never would have killed myself kind of thing. So now there's, like, conspiracy theory heaven, whatever. This documentary is fucking nuts. Um, it is told from the perspective of a reporter that at the time was trying to get an interview with him and get information about him. She ends up interviewing some of his girlfriends in Belize who corroborate the story of him asking them to shit on him. Okay. <laughs> My God. It's, it's fucking nuts. All right. Wait, it, is, is that her investigative reporting is find out who shit on his chest? It's part of it, dude. <laughs> um, I don't I don't know. You know, we talk a lot about documentaries. I mean, you you recommended something to me. It's kind of in the same vein. It's just like, I had no idea this is happening while I'm alive. Yeah. How, 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 how close is this to, uh, the, the recent death in the last few days? Like how, how, how close does this documentary end to that? What's the span? This was made in 2016. So not that shit. Not even, but it's not even close though. Well, true, but in the grand scheme of things, like, there's not... I mean, I, up in I, jail at the end of this, though? Well, well no. no. Uh, oh. So, like, a lot a lot happened in the last five years, apparently. Oh, shit. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah. I I definitely recommend this to everybody. This is, oh, okay. this is just... I can't... I can't really... I can't really sell you on it other than you you've never heard of anything like this in i'm life. interested though i was gonna watch this i just didn't have the time this week but this is this is next yeah this is this is just in, insanity because on the one hand there are aspects of this guy who you could relate to it's like oh he wanted to move somewhere where the u.s government wasn't gonna fuck with him you know he wanted to be able to be an entrepreneur and yeah. and all these other things. But then there's like, oh, he was also probably a rapist. Oh, he was also probably a serial killer. <laughs> like, oh, great. All but right. none of it was ever none of it was ever corroborated, but like it kinda is the it's like it's nuts. Okay. This is a seven on ten. I thought this is a very entertaining and at times fucking like darkly hilarious documentary. Is he um, a talking head in the No, no. Okay. He you do get some input from him, but I don't want to spoil how or why. But but it's um, not from yeah. the director or the uh, documentarian face to face. Um, uh, or you don't want to get no, into you that. don't get that. Okay. You, you, well, you, you don't. No, you don't get that really. Okay. So, um, but there is an element of him in the documentary. So okay. Um, yeah, seven on ten. I I had a good nice. time watching this. I. Yeah, I, it, this is a hell of a rabbit hole. If you're ever, if you're ever like sitting in your bed trying to fall asleep and you're yeah. just scrolling through your phone looking for a nice <laughs> rabbit hole to go down, yeah, look up John McAfee and just 
Just go fucking nuts. This guy used to own a house um, in Rhode Island, it, it, like maybe 40 minutes from me. Um, and I remember seeing it and having no concept of who he was, but this was like 10 years ago, you know? And somebody pointed it out to me. And the weird thing about his house was that, you know, it's, it, it's, it's on the beach, right? Like right along the coastline. Um, and all the houses are, you know, modern looking houses. They're, they're like, uh, you know, a white, a gray, a blue, like kind of neutral ish colors down by the beach. Right. Mm-hmm. His was this like bright purple and in pristine condition and had like two guys standing outside who now I know were fucking guards. Oh. <laughs> it's just nice. like, what? what the fuck was this guy up to? Like, <sighs> you know, I don't know, a block away from his place, you'd walk over and get some fucking clam cakes and chowder, you know? Like, like what, is, what is this going to, to know that this guy was in here? Like, it's fucking nuts. Is man. it like an Epstein uh, type thing? So the, he he's tied to as many conspiracy theories as Epstein. So okay. it's not, it's not, how do you describe this? He's not as evil as Epstein. Okay. I'll say that. Okay. Like okay. he may have done some shit, but he's not out to just. Oh, like, he's done shit on his, on his chest. <laughs> some people have done shit on him. We know that for certain. But, um, but yeah, just fucking nuts, man. What what a just a wild, wild guy. That is um, fantastic. I'm yeah, looking forward so called, to this. Yeah. Full full title is Gringo: The Dangerous Life of John McAfee. So. Do we uh, like? Do you think there's going to be a doc in between that one and this is death? Like, is there going to be something there, else? There has to be. Okay. Somebody's got to be working on it. I mean, it's. I, I'm sure within like two years you'll get a series on one of these fucking streaming platforms. It's, yeah, it's got to yeah, happen. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Cool. All right. Um. Next up, I watched Batman: The Long Halloween Part One. So, um, this animated. Is, this is animated. I'm guessing. Animated. Um. Okay. This is DC's next animated Batman feature. They've been cranking out a lot of these past few years. Um, these Batman animated I, movies? Uh, yeah, Batman and, and DC in general. Um, they've had, like, Justice League and Wonder Woman. and um, I, I have a friend who actually loves these animated DC movies and doesn't like any of the live-action superhero movies whatsoever. Um, which is is it because these are... Uh honed in a little bit closer to the vest with the comics? I guess. Um, you know, I, I got to I gotta have a more in-depth conversation with him about that because <laughs> I, I, I get it with some of them. Like, some of them are, like, Flashpoint Paradox is, is great. That's, that's a Flash movie, but Batman's kind of heavily involved in it. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I think that's what they're doing for the new Flash movie. Um, they, but they made that, like, six, seven years ago. That's great. But then there are other ones, like... I don't know, Son of Batman, which is like a like a Batman and Robin story that's not that good, but it's neither here nor there. In any case, okay. um, I have a bit of a connection with the Long Halloween because th- so this is based off of the, the graphic novel, The Long Halloween. Um, <sighs> but nice. Back in uh, 2007, when the Dark Knight was, you know, the the, the trailers were starting to come out for that, yeah. I had a friend who introduced me to the Batman graphic novels. Um, when I was a kid, I loved Batman. I had some Batman comics, but I, I really liked, you know, Michael Keaton, and I liked the animated series. Um, I, I, I had no one who was there around me that read comics, so there was nobody to show me any of that stuff until later in life. Mm-hmm. Um, so when Dark Knight was coming out, I wanted to read all the books that Nolan said were going to be the inspiration for Dark Knight. 
and the you know he mentioned a few of them killing joke um oh god what's the other one um killing joke in dark knight returns a little bit but the one that he said was a main inspiration for the dark knight was the long halloween oh um so long halloween is it was as a comic book it was split up across a year and essentially one issue came out every month at the end of the year, it was concatenated to the, the graphic novel, The Long Halloween, but it was about Batman investigating a serial killer who kills people on all the different holidays. Um, and all the people that he killed were members of uh, the Gotham's underworld, whether it was the Falcone gang or the um, the Maronis. Um, so it, it's, it's a really cool story that kind of spans the entire year, and it was told in real time. The other cool thing about it is that it, it incorporates a lot of the rogues gallery throughout the story. This is part one. Part two is coming out soon. Um, part one concerns Batman initially getting involved in the investigation. And it's also the story of, you know, District Attorney Harvey Dent and his kind of troubled home life and his frustration with trying to take out the mob. Stop me if this sounds familiar, right? Um <laughs> So The Long Halloween is very much the story of Harvey Dent okay. in summation. Um, there's, all, there's a lot more to it, but that's one of the main through lines here. Um, all that being said, Joker shows up in this one. Um, Catwoman's also involved, and you get a sense of something I really like about this, actually. So, so sometimes you watch part one of a story, and it feels like half the story. You know, like it doesn't really have a great cinematic arc and it just kind of ends at some point and then you got to come back for part two later. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, I think, has a nice through line. Like, like it, it, it starts and ends and it does feel like you got one story. Um, Is it January through December if we're talking holidays? No, no. Starts on uh, starts on Halloween. Halloween's okay. the first murder. Uh, so. Okay. Um, but the, the, the thing that I like about this that they did before... This, years ago now, this is probably like seven or eight years ago, but still, in my opinion, the best of these animated movies was the Dark Knight Returns adaptation, adaptation that they did. And that was released in two parts. Um, both of those parts, I also feel like, worked well as their own movies, but they then released a supercut of the, the full like three and a half hour thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they'll probably do that with this. Um, but the, the things I like, the animation... In some places, it's gotten better. In other places, it's gotten worse. It looks better than the past few features that I've seen. Um, They did an adaptation of The Killing Joke, and they had Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill in it, so original Batman, original Joker from the animated series. Okay, That was great. But the animation style absolutely sucked. Um, Mm. You know, I don't know if it was... You know, smaller pencils or something, but the lines looked bad, and it just... It looked crappy. Um... This looks much better. It seems like they've learned some lessons from some they got of the better, outings. They got better pencils? They must have, man. Number two? Number two pencils? Must be. Well, they might have went up to number three. I don't oh, know. my God. Yeah. I got to see this. Big bucks. Big bucks here. Um, no, but it, that is, is better. But the voice cast is not as good as previous entries. Um, yeah, can the, I? <laughs> I'm seeing Harvey Dent is voiced by Josh Duhamel. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. What has he done? So, has, has he done voice acting before? I don't know, man. What is, it doesn't what? really work. But Unbelievable. It, it really is 50-50, though, because the ones that I like, 
Yeah. Um, you know, Troy Baker is the Joker. He's kind of taken over for Mark Hamill, and he's been Joker in video games and in these movies for the past, like, I don't know, eight, nine years. And do the um, fans like that casting? Yeah, he's he's pretty good. He's different than Hamill. Um okay. But he's kind of doing his own thing, and I feel like he's kind of he's kind of um, fit in nicely. So, okay. so no no complaints on Joker. Okay, I can't stand the guy who's playing Batman. Um, this guy mm. is one of the supernatural bros. Yeah, he was um, in the Jensen, My Bloody Valentine remake. <sighs> Jensen Eccles. Um, I don't like this guy at all. His voice just sounds like he's trying to be Batman instead of just being Batman. Um, Is it the like the uh, Bale B- Batman? Uh, oh my god! I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill you. No, no, because ba- so Bale is pushing it, and it's kind of ridiculous. But like he's he's owning it, you know. Like, like yeah, at yeah. least you might not like Bale, but at least he's committing to it. This guy, oh, he commits all right. No, he definitely does. Um, this guy is like. He can't decide whether or not he wants his voice to be really deep or, or like really scary. I, it's difficult to describe, but mm. not he doesn't go one way or the other, and they both suck. It's just terrible. Okay. Um, I don't know. Uh, the the woman who's playing Catwoman is is actually very good, and um, David Desmolchin. I don't know if you know him look from him anything up. really. Look but at him up now. He. So oh yeah, he, well, he's in Dark, in Dark Knight. Night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's in Suicide Squad. He's in Ant Man. Um, yeah, 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 I know this guy. I like this guy. Yeah, Calendar Man is uh, you know a guy who in the comics I only know him from this story, but he has a connection to uh, different days on the calendar. He's obsessed with them. He pastes calendars up all over his cell in Arkham, and he becomes somebody who Batman goes to as sort of like a Hannibal Lecter character in the story. Okay, um, he's actually very good. I I like his performance a lot. So. It's a mixed bag. Some is really good. Some is pretty terrible. Um, you know, that's the one thing that I kind of hate about these movies is that they don't stay consistent movie to movie with the voice cast. Um, sometimes they get Mark Hamill back. Other times he's busy or they don't even have, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, it's, it's a little annoying. Um, all that being said. Yeah. This is very good. I mean, the, the comic book is maybe my favorite Batman graphic novel. Um it's got a little bit of everything. It's got a lot of Joker in this particular entry. And, you know, his shenanigans are fun and they're, they're good. They're, they're following the book to a T. And one of the things that I really like about it is they actually had an opening credit sequence where they used the art from the book in the credits, um, which cool. I thought was a nice touch. Yeah, it's yeah. good stuff. I like when they do um, that stuff. They also have done a pretty good job of expanding some moments that in the book are just like throwaway moments. So, for instance, there's one sequence where Batman and Catwoman are, um, they're like running across rooftops and they get into like sort of playful banter, right? Mm -hmm. In the comic, it's like one page and it's a couple of panels. In this, it's like a three, four minute scene and there's some decent like high stakes to it. And it, it reminds me of that Dark Knight Returns adaptation where... They've added enough to make it interesting and make it a little more cinematic, but they're not like they're not adding things excessively or fucking with characters or, or anything like that, like they did in the Killing Joke, you know. So that's kind of nice. Okay. Um, I think if you're a Batman fan, you'd probably be on board with this. Um, it's one of the better animated features that they've made. It's still not perfect, but it's better than most. Um, 
you know, I'm going like a seven on ten for this, but it's kind of a soft seven. I think that if they do stick the landing on the second one and then they make like a version with both together, yeah, it would it would work a little better for me. Um, because the story is epic, you know, and it kind of deserves the, I don't know, the extended runtime. Um, but it's, it's not bad. I think if you watch this, you'll, you'll, you'll enjoy it. So, so what's like the stuff that Nolan took from this that he used in, in this trilogy? I mean, it's, well, so it's specifically the dark Knight that this was influenced by, um, or rather this influenced, I should say. But this is the story of Harvey Dent. So I didn't say much about Harvey Dent, but he's one of the main characters in this. And okay. it's about his desire to take down the mob and what the mob does to retaliate and what happens to Harvey Dent. So okay. right. that's, you know, it's, it's a little different in The Dark Knight, but that is that, essentially... that part of, of The Dark Knight? That, that part... That he took uh, I'm tr- trying to think back... Yes, but the thing to to remember that's nice about what Nolan does when he ad, adapts this stuff, he doesn't lift the exact story. So okay. he did this with The Killing Joke as well. Like, he's inspired by these stories. So there are similar things. And okay. sometimes, like, the story ends up in the same place, but not the way that you would think. The way Whereas, they get there. Exactly. They, they, he, he truly, like, adapts it. You know, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't say, okay, we're going to do this. He says, okay... I want to get to the same result of this. I want to use this method, but like certain things wouldn't work in my version. So like, let's tweak some things, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I, I really appreciate that approach. Mm-hmm. Um, same way that Marvel does actually Mar- Marvel does a lot of that where they take elements from the comics and they say, okay, you know, uh, Iron Man three, right. The whole thing with the Mandarin, it's like, uh, yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah. we'll adapt the Mandarin. Right. But it's not the same. Um, or like the whole Civil War storyline, actually, the one in the movies is is basically the opposite to the one in the comics. Whereas like Iron Man actually was fighting on the opposite side of that argument, where you know he didn't want oversight, whereas Captain America did. Uh, okay, okay. Um, so stuff stuff like that. But um, but yeah, seven on ten. Um, pretty good, pretty good. It's it's not great. Um, sequel might Im- improve my feelings on this though. Okay. So. Oh, real quick, before you go any further, we're talking about adapting or uh, the written word or whatever. Uh, yeah. Quentin Tarantino mm. just released uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood novelization. Is yep. it, do you have any interest in that? Will you be reading that? Yeah, I've had it pre-ordered for three and a half months. So okay, I guess you'll be reading that. Great. Yeah. Yep. Uh, if anybody didn't see it, I think I put it up on Facebook. Um there's a trailer for the book that has all different scenes from the movie. Um, all, all stuff that wasn't in the movie that apparently is in the book. So I'm very intrigued to find out what those scenes are. But I'm also very intrigued to find out when the fuck Tarantino is going to release an unedited cut of whatever the fuck he's going to do with that footage. Because I want to see it. You think that'll happen? You think he'll keep that uh, in a can? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I hope he does. Yeah, he he's he's completely unpredictable to me. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope he does. Uh, you know, if it's anything like the Hateful Eight director's cut, it would be fucking awesome. So, are you worried that the book is is the way you're going to get that information that he filmed? Mm, worried? And that's no. I'm excited for the book. Um, yeah, I'm okay, I'm okay with that if that's the way he wants to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm kind of okay with whatever he wants to do. I just, I, not to turn this into a Tarantino conversation, but my only thing with him is that I, I think he needs to stop being so worried about his legacy and just, like, continue to make movies. Because uh, he's just too good to, like, just say, okay, I'm done now. Like, like, okay, yeah, okay, the odds are not in your favor, right? Most directors don't end well. Who fucking cares, man? Like, yeah, I don't know. That's, a, that's, that's another, another podcast, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, what else Very you got? What else you got? All right, uh, the last one I've got mm-hmm. was a recommendation yeah. from Pete MC. What? Documentary <laughs> called Strongman. Okay. All right. So. Okay, can I tell you how I got to this point real quick? Yes. That was going to be my first question. So, so on uh, before I go to bed at night, this is around like midnight, twelve thirty is when my wife and I decide let's go to let's go upstairs to bed. We're done watching yep. stuff on the couch. I'm getting restless. It's time to go upstairs and get ready for bed. Maybe we just go right to bed, or maybe I just grab the remote and it's like let's just see what I can just throw on, just something easy. Usually it's thirty rock episodes. Uh but on Amazon, I just throw on like Amazon and then I'm just like, all right, we're, we're watching Dodgeball tonight. All right, we're going to mm-hmm. watch uh, 30 Rock episodes. Uh, so then one night I threw on uh, Pumping Iron, which I've oh, never yeah. seen before. The Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary. Mm-hmm. Never seen it in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was so engaged in that documentary. <laughs> and then the next night or two nights later, it's like because you watch Pumping Iron – Check out these. And Strongman was there. And then I read the synopsis, which grabbed me. So it's the real-life story of Stanless Steel. Without the eye, his name is Stan. So Stanless, not Stainless. Uh, the only man in the world who could bend a U.S. penny with his fingers. And I'm like, we're, we're watching this. I need to see him bend a penny. And that's – Yep. I watched it. You and I are huge fans of – documentaries that just release douche chills upon us where it's mm. hands on a hard body king of mm. kong uh, american scream the, the 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 haunted house documentaries uh just something where, where we are invading someone's life where they <laughs> think they are on top of the world they are the center of the universe we are a voyeur where we're going Oh my god! I can't believe you're doing this type thing, right? That's really the documentaries that we gravitate towards, and they're yeah. amazing. Yep. So that's that's this. This guy lives in New Jersey, by the way, like 45 minutes from me. I have to. Oh. Plus, he has a band. I have to go see this guy's band. No, I, I did a little. <laughs> did you dive? You well, dove. Um, my wife was diving while we were watching this. All right. All right. All right. So before before we get into that, please. Uh, you mentioned pumping iron. I just I'm not sure if everyone's seen Pumping Iron, but if you haven't, um, let, let me play you a little clip from Pumping Iron. Yes. The greatest feeling you can get in a gym, or the most satisfying feeling you can get in a gym, is the pump. Let's say you train your biceps, blood is rushing into your muscles, and that's what we call the pump. Your muscles get a really tight feeling, like your skin is going to explode any minute. You know, it's really tight. It's like somebody blowing air into 
into your muscle. It yeah. just blows up and it feels different. It feels fantastic. It's as satisfying to me as uh, coming is, you know, <laughs> as uh, having sex with a woman and coming. And so can you believe how much I am in heaven? I'm like uh, getting the feeling of coming in the gym. I'm getting the feeling of coming at home. I'm getting the feeling of coming backstage when I pump up, when I pose out in front of 5,000 people. I get the same feeling. So I'm coming day and night. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Arnold, thank you for calling in. 708-406-9546. Oh, God. I can't tell That's you That's a butt dial. That's time. a butt dial right there. I can't tell you how many times I have played that clip for friends and some family, it never fucking stops being hilarious. <laughs> I haven't thought about that in years, dude. <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs> that was a great right. doc, and, and which led me to Strongman. Stainless yeah, yeah. Steel, which is a weird yeah. name for him because stainless means there's no stains. Right. Stainless means there's no stan. It's the worst <laughs> the name thing. ever. Uh, he needs a new PR guy. That's what he needs, or a PR guy, maybe. But yeah. It, um, he, all right. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. So, 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 a couple, couple thoughts here. Okay. First of all, bad title for this movie, in my opinion. Um, this should be. This should some recognition should be given to his wife or his girlfriend, Barb. Oh, she's fantastic um, because she's a great, incredibly supportive person who clearly has been through some shit in her life. You know, like. <laughs> By the way, uh, this is a 2011 um, documentary. Yeah, so it's yeah. not brand new. This is old. It's on Amazon Prime, but I, I recommend yeah. it. But go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, the wife. Yeah, yes. uh, like, like. <laughs> so this is the story of stainless steel, St- stainless steel, right? And he's yeah. a New Jersey strong man. He's famous for bending a penny with his hands, and his like kind of flailing failed attempts to make a career out of this. Yeah. And it's one of those things where Stan, he seems like a like a decent guy, right? Like probably not the brightest apple in the bunch, but right from the start, you know that he knows how to take care of his body, right? He's yeah. a strong man, so he's got a little bit of a gut, but he's got a lot of muscle. Huge, he talks about huge you know, cat. Huge cat. He talks about, uh, you know, eating a lot of vegetables and, you know, not smoking, not drinking, not putting – not doing harm to your body, right? Yep, like he yeah, clearly yeah. has a plan for what he's trying to do. Yeah. Uh, eats a lot of corn, a lot of ears of corn. A lot guy. of corn um, on that cob. At one point, he sits down for dinner, prays, and then gets chomping <laughs> on his four ears of corn like a fucking champ. Like a cartoon. Um, <laughs> dude, dude. Um. The amount of just hillbilly chaos in this movie. <laughs> it, if I was – so Zachary Levy is the director. Yeah. If I was him, I'd be so nervous um, to be yeah. in a room with him and his brother. His yeah. brother's doing like heroin on camera or whatever he's doing. Right, right. <laughs> and like Barb is helping him at one point just – you know, yeah, she's like, oh, I don't know if this holding is the flashlight you know. for him while he's fucking lighting up the spoon. Oh my god, dude! It was nuts. It was absolutely bananas. I mean, there, there's certain times when they're at the parents' house in this documentary, and I don't know about you, I, 
Amazon has a new feature. It's called like 4D smell vision It kind of I could like get the smell of that place. <laughs> it just wasn't pleasant, you know. <laughs> it was like you know, the, just going into the Texas Chainsaw House. It's the, yeah, yeah. It really was like there's a moment where the cam- so Zachary Levy, he's the director, he's the cameraman. He's standing in a room that like you've seen the whole room, so it's kind of difficult to understand where he's standing. Because you know how many boxes are in that room. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, like, you know, Stan and his brother are bringing a mattress and a box spring into the room. And it's just... Uh, dude, I'd lose my mind. I would just be claust- I'm claustrophobic just watching it for two minutes. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. can't imagine living in that space. Ba- um, basically, I'm, I'm trying to clean up our excitement for this uh, for anyone that's listening because we're just like going on some rants. But it's just like this strong man that is going maybe like town to town, country to country and showing up maybe at like a car show. And then he demonstrates for 30 seconds of him bending a bar or lifting a car off the ground a couple right. inches. He's just like this like circus sideshow type guy that just hops around to present how strong he is. He has no hype man or hype woman. He has his girlfriend that he brings with him that gives him the driest. That's the running joke of this documentary. (laughs) He's saying, yeah. (laughs) Now for for you all to see, this is the, one of the strong, no, the strongest man in the world. He's able to bend, a bar, a penny, a bar, a bar. The a bar myth, with his bare hands. Legend. Notice he will drive the nail through. That's a license plate. That's two license plates and a block of wood. He will drive it through and use his hand as a hammer. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Stan Stanless Stanless Steel. <laughs> now there's like five scenes prior to her announcing at the event of him walking her through how to do it. And he's like, this is how you're going to do it. The strongest man in the world. The myth. The legend. Watch him as he presents this penny bending before you rise. Stainless steel. Hands the mic to her. Stainless steel. The the myth. The legend. You're not even going to believe the things that he can do. It's the, it's unbelievable that she cannot grasp that she needs to be excited while presenting him. It's 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 so fucking funny every time. It's unbelievable. And he's like, yeah, hon, that's great. Good job. Good job. There's something – there's a screw loose uh, with Strongman, with Stanless. He repeats a lot of things, but I like him. There's a, there's a sweet side to him, right? There's like this Shrek side to him. He's like yeah. Shrek. He's angry, yes. and then he's really nice. Yes, Shrek <laughs> definitely came to mind. Um, another crazy documentary about you know people who are chasing a dream and it just isn't happening for them is uh, Anvil. It just reminded me a lot of Anvil. Oh yeah, exactly. It's the same kind of thing. Like that's American a metal movie. Band. American movie too. American movie, it's all, it's the same kind of person. Whatever this genre is that, like, you and I fucking love, this is, like, right in that pocket. It's it's with all those documentaries. Yeah. Um, it's just impossible to to describe without seeing it. You know, like, at least something like King of Kong has the through line of, like, all the world record holders and Donkey Kong square off, right? Like, that's an easy way to describe that to somebody. 
This, it's like, I'm going to hang out with a, with a New Jersey strongman and his girlfriend for two hours and just, like, kind of see what happens. You know, it's fly on the wall. Exactly. Of. It's a day in the life of this strongman trying to make this gimmick that he has of being strong, which he is. He's trying to right. make that be a living and and right. make him and his girlfriend – um, thrive on this ability that he has, but it just—it's just not—it's just not, not going anywhere, right? There's the, right. It's—it's it's just not happening, and he's being—he's—he's he's very frustrated because he's like, I have like this gimmick. I'm really strong. I can bend. I can lift. I can do all these great things. Right. But it's like a—it's like a twenty-second trick. It's—he's not going to make a living doing it, or he's not—he's not. He's right. not He's not getting to the right places. He's not getting in front of the right people where it's going to elevate his career as a strongman. And that's the yeah. charm of this documentary is just well, the, the ups and downs of his life. Well, well part, one of, maybe my favorite scene in the movie. I don't know if it's my favorite scene, but it's, it's one of. He's having a conversation with a guy that is going to be his new promoter, right? Mm-hmm. And – Stan is sitting there with pigtails and, and the promoter says to him, so I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm not saying one way or another. And this is, speak, by the way, this is a guy with a mustache and a mullet. Okay. So he's one to fucking talk, but he says, listen, when they go and they say, Hey, we want to get Stan for a commercial. They're not going to go for the guy that has pigtails. It just, mm-hmm. it's a certain look that isn't in style. Like I'm not yep. telling you what to do. I'm not telling you what not to do, but you know, it's probably not going to work out if you have those pigtails. And Stan, the first thing he says is just like, yeah, well, you know, I'm trying to create a gimmick and a persona. So I think it, it does make me notable. So it's like he can't get out of his own way, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's – yeah. He he thinks he knows best but right. is still having these other people do work for him. But he always takes them down or uh, that height is wrong or I need right. – you're right. He should be his own – PR guy. Yeah. Yeah, he can't. He can't but, but, okay, so other great things about this documentary. Um, okay, so we're talking about this, like, very specific subgenre, right? So sometimes there's a scene where, yes, it's a documentary, and sometimes these things are a little bit scripted, but then there are also moments where they catch, like, a real... They catch something very real, and you know it's real when it's happening. Mm-hmm. Because it's just impossible to... It would be impossible for an actor to convey, like, this kind of emotion. But the scene is, <laughs> Stan is having a bender, okay? He's having some drinks with his brother. Oh, my God. They're out in the pickup truck, <laughs> oh and God. it's him in the driver's seat, his brother in the passenger seat, and Barb sitting between them. And the range of just, like, depression and, like, like exhaustion, and exhaustion. disappointment, absolute exhaustion in her face... It's fucking incredible, dude. <laughs> like, it's incredible. I've been in her yeah. shoes. I've been in her shoes. Dude, the amount of <laughs> shit that she puts up with in this movie, it, it, honestly, this should be called Strong Man and Barb. Like, that, You're, uh, she deserved a little bit of respect in the title, I think. Oh, yeah. But, oh, yeah. Uh, but, oh, I am. This was just a hell of a recommendation. Oh, hell of a recommendation. I'm so glad that you had a great time. I asked you, like, if you liked it or something like that, you just sent me a GIF, and I I didn't know how to read that GIF. So, 
This is the idea. (laughs) (laughs) It was like that kid that like has his arms crossed with his eyes, like kind of. Yep. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if he was digging this, but I had a fucking – like my wife and I, we cannot wait to watch this again. Like I want to watch this same. again. <laughs> yeah, same. Because you don't, you don't know what you're getting into until like halfway through and you're like, OK. I know the world I'm in right now. I want to start it over and start yeah. be, and be with him from the beginning. It's it's crazy too because you said this is like a you know, King of Kong hands on a hard body, right? Yeah. Honestly – this is the kind of guy that would have been in the hands on a hard body contest. <laughs> like, oh yeah, absolutely. Oh my you know, God. It, right on. Yeah. Those were all just like the strange fucking weird ass. Pe- the one woman who was like praying all the time. Like I could just see this guy finding out about it and then thinking, Oh, I could win the truck, then sell it to get like a better set of weights or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and you're right. Anvil. This is uh King of King of Kong. Like, we love these documentaries about yeah. these people that have They're this just living lives that we never thought of ever, yeah. you know, like, like, like I, I had no idea. I know there are strong men in the world and all that, but like, I, I had no fucking idea that this guy existed. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, honestly, either. this documentary reminds me a little bit of, Something that, like, Werner Herzog would have made, you know? Oh, God, um, Grizzly Man shit? <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, it's just a strange fucking person. Um, but, you know, it's it's not... And it, uh, maybe you'd agree with this. It's not so much that I'm laughing at him. I, I'm just, like, I'm laughing at the absurdity of him. You know? <laughs> like, the, 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 the fucking... Who the fuck... Travels on a plane and brings like saran wrapped ears of corn and just starts chowing down in mid flight. You know, like I, I just I don't know, man. And then you know his, his claim to fame is like, oh, I can bend a penny. Look, when somebody says they're gonna bend a penny, like I think they're gonna they're gonna like bend a penny in half. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. So when when you see the bent penny, you're just like, that's it. Like, but how sweet was that scene though when he gives it the oh, bar? Very, very, like there's there's a lot of sweet scenes yes. but then there's shit that takes a turn because barb's sister gets in the mix and you're like whoa right. where have you been <laughs> yeah it's wild bitch that's just like living in their house and i'm like why doesn't why doesn't stan's brother and barb's sister get together they seem like the perfect couple dude the most his brother honestly that's that is just one of the most random chaotic people i've ever seen Three yeah. different scenes. One of them, he's wearing a Steelers shirt. Another one, he's wearing a 49ers hat. Another one, he's wearing a Giants hat. Dude. Wait, hats, hats I've you? never seen before, by the way. I've, I've never, never seen, seen these those. hats. Nope. Nope. Like, what's going on with you, dude? You know, like, I highly recommend this movie. If you've heard the documentaries that we've compared this to, if you love those, you'll love this. And I need an update on this. I'm sure there is on YouTube. And this guy is apparently in a band, and he plays in New Jersey. I'm going to fucking find this guy, and I'm going to take a picture with him, and I'm posting it in the group. I'm going to find his schedule. Oh, my God. I cannot wait. It's incredible, man. This was such a good recommendation. Um, oh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I love this movie. I'm going to watch it again. I can't so, wait to watch it again. So you and I did um, – uh, 
best worst movie commentary and we did king yeah. of kong commentary maybe yeah. we do strongman commentary <laughs> sounds good to me okay fantastic all right strongman on yeah. amazon prime check it out yeah uh rating i go an easy eight on ten. Oh, this is definitely you know what there's only two of us but fuck it right uh where is it Yes. <laughs> I'm doing the uh, Dolby Atmos. <laughs> Come, guh. Oh, man. That was, right. that was a wild movie. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you fucking rated it an eight. I was so nervous, man. Yeah, that was, uh, that was the shit. Everybody should watch that. In fact, <sighs> watch it. Call in with your review because uh, this, this will – I don't know. This is the kind of movie that used to light a fire in the binge community. This absolutely fucking works. Oh, fantastic. Everybody goes and watches this. It, I mean, if you watch this and you don't like it, just unfriend me on Facebook, please. <laughs> you know what, Jack? If you and I worked at a video store or Blockbuster, we would make our own documentary section that would have <laughs> – yeah, dude. Grizzly Man, uh, Best Worst Movie, uh, you know, Anvil, American yeah, Scream, American shit. Movie, Strongman. This, it would all be there. And yep. you know what you're getting. All this shit. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's my favorite wow. genre. I, I, we need to find a name or make one up for for this. Voyeur yeah. Deuce well, well, Chill Docs. Oh, my God. That's perfect. Vo- yeah, Voyeur <laughs> Deuce Chill Docs. Love it, dude. Love it. <laughs> You know, it's one of the, it's uh, it's one of those uh, voyeurish chill ducks. It's, it's about the uh, douche, uh, if you're a voyeur. It's about chili. Uh, I actually drove by that um, shopping center yesterday. Uh, <laughs> really? <laughs> the the store's not there, but I drove by it yesterday, and it brought back some memories. Nice, very nice. Uh, you got anything else? Uh, uh, nah, I've got, you know what? I've got a lot more, but I'm saving that for Jack Attack Tuesdays. So uh, make sure you go and check those out over the coming weeks. Uh, last thing I got is, uh, I want to make sure I get this title right. Cause I feel like there's five versions of this title. I don't know if it's F nine fast nine, the fast nine. Oh, it's F nine on IMDb. Oh shit. It's F nine colon the fast saga. That's the name of this movie. <sighs> All right. Okay. So this is going to be a second week of uh, of me listening to a review for F nine. Okay. Uh, sorry. I'm sorry. Grumpy. If you want to go, you can go. No. No. I, no, I, no, I, no, I, no. 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 I, so so I'm going to bring up something I didn't bring up last week. Okay. okay. Before you start this review, go right okay. ahead. Is this the most annoying franchise ever made? Before you answer, here's why I say that. Let me list the films in this series for you, okay? Number one is The Fast and the Furious. Then from there, Too Fast, Too Furious. The Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift. Fast and Furious. (laughs) Fast Five. F6. F7. The Fate of the Furious. Now F9, The Fast Saga. Do you know how infuriating that is for somebody who has a collection of movies and likes to alphabetize them? Oh, dude, this was a uh, this is a bone that I have as well. Yes. So stupid, so fucking stupid. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm with you with oh. the alphabetizations. 
like your your first and your fourth movie are called Fast and Furious. What? You just at that point you put them all together in the chronological chronicle chronological well, yeah. order. Yeah, I mean we're not savages here, but then you look at the shelf, and then you got all all kinds of chaos, and you got to square it in your own head because then it's Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. So then that technically would have been the ninth film, but now it's some other thing. I hate it. I hate it. I'm with you. I'm with you. Listen. All right. So uh, I reached out. I didn't go to the theater. So if anyone is wondering, I I, I was planning on it to go to the theater, but it was – I checked AMC app and like every seat was taken. This was a tough ticket for me to be a part of this weekend because I just did not want to be around people. I also didn't want people to see me watching this. Uh, I was very embarrassed. You know, I don't want people to be like, oh, I saw uh, Pete watching Fast 9. What a loser. You know, I don't want that cred. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It just seemed a little too crowded for me this weekend. This is a hot ticket, I'll tell you. Uh, so I, uh, stayed indoors. I, uh, reached out to AMG. I said, uh, AMG, is there a cam version of this? Cause I really don't need anything else. And, uh, came through, came through. So I watched this on my, uh, TV. It was a total cam version. It was a shitty version. Mm. I made, I made, uh, take that into consideration. Or not at all. Okay, well, hold on. Yeah. Before you say anything else, mm-hmm. this was a shitty version of the movie. You said because of the quality. <laughs> Is there a good version of this movie, even if it was in say 4K? Ah, you're making me show my hand very early, huh? Just curious, man. Just <laughs> don't don't answer. Answer me later. All right. So let me let me backtrack a hair as far as. What I've seen in this franchise, I know 100% I've seen the first movie, right? So that's The Fast and the Furious. I don't know if I saw – I know the next one that I saw is Fast Five, right? That's the bank vault scene. Yes. Right? So I was on on Wikipedia today looking at the, um, the saga, the saga list. Not sure if I saw six, seven, or fate. I may have seen all three. I may have seen some. So here are some of the scenes that are familiar to me. There's a high rise scene where I think a high rise, uh, maybe uh, somebody takes a car through one high rise through the through another to another high rise. Uh, that's um, that's seven. Okay, so then I saw seven. Uh, there's another scene where um, who's the the UFC fighter is a character, uh, the girl. That's uh, so. That's in two. Um, there are two UFC fighters. So there's the blonde. I think um, she I is. I think fu- Ronda Rousey is in Ronda seven Rousey, and G- Gina Carano is in six. Okay, so six. I remember Ronda Rousey. Okay. So that's seven, right? That's the high rise. Maybe they're both in that. And then it might be, yeah. And then I've seen Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, I know I saw Hobbs and Shaw because I reviewed that on the show. 
But that's all I remember, basically. Everything's just kind of like a blur. These movies blend very well together. It's like spilling ten drinks on the ground and going, which which drink was yours? Not even – no clue. Sure. Um, okay. Let's let's get to Fast 9. I, I, I don't know where they left off with 8, if that's even a thing. Like I don't know if it's – if there's something after Hobbs and Shaw. We talked about this earlier on the show. We don't know if Hobbs and Shaw was right before this. Was there a movie between this? I'm not sure. I don't know where we're left off. I don't know what the stakes are at this point. I don't know if we're just starting over and this is just like a new storyline. But all the characters are back. You got Vin. You got Michelle Rodriguez. Charlize Theron. I kind of remember her joining the crew. I'm going to spoil the shit out of this because I don't give a fuck. So if you haven't seen it, just tap out now because this is the last thing we're going to review. And then I'll play an outro sounder. So just... Bye now. Thanks for joining us. 708-406-9446. I know Ludacris. I know Tyrese. I know the Asian guy. I know Paul Walker's um, wife? Girlfriend? Dom's sister who has no upper lip whatsoever. She's in this. Now, I think John Cena. I don't know if he's new. I don't know if he's new. Is this like the first time he's – John he's new? Is new in this movie, yeah. Okay, he's new. Um, I was expecting The Rock. I thought The Rock and Jason Statham were going to be in this, to be honest. But then I saw the poster and they're not. But there's a shit ton of color on the um, poster. There's red, green smoke, black smoke, blue smoke, orange smoke. I may yeah. have had a shitty quality um, cam version. And maybe the okay. colors were drowned out. But there was nothing smoke-wise that I remember that reminisces or um, relates to this poster. And okay. I and I like seeing a poster and going, I want like I want to see this. I want to your this is your promo. I need to see something like this. Yeah. Like are we all skydiving at some point out of a plane or out of our cars and the exhausts are going to light up all these different colors or something? Uh, nothing. I couldn't tell you what the story is. I know Charlize Theron is in some kind of um, uh, Hannibal Lecter clear glass cell. I don't know if she's good or bad. And and listen, I want to start off by saying I am sorry to the Fast Saga super fans out there. I am not a... Fast and Furious super fan. I don't own any of the DVDs. I don't like Vin Diesel. I hate John Cena. I don't like Tyrese. I don't I like Michelle Rodriguez, but she's just a, you know, I think she's like new like she was in the first one, maybe she came back recently. These movies are garbage though, man. Oh my god. Uh like I am. Um, <laughs> listen, I, okay. So, so look, look. Last week I said I like I like the fifth movie a lot because it's just it's just craziness. Um, I love the rock in it. Seven's got its moments. The original was one of the first DVDs I ever owned, so there's something to that, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I can't believe that this is the tenth. Fast and the Furious 
movie. It, it it's I don't get it. it. It's almost as if like they know they, they they know the audiences like the characters. So whatever they have to do to jury rig keeping these characters in a situation of some kind, they'll just do it because they know their audience will just keep coming back. It's like the most shameful fucking movie franchise I, I think I've ever seen. And I don't want to talk it. bad on the fans. If they love it, I'm I love the fact I love that I love any fan that has something that they gravitate toward. Sure, fandom's I, a great thing if it's you know. I, I love it. I'm a like I, I'm a fan of J.J. Abrams and stuff like that. Like I get shit on all the time with that shit. Like and, and, and I don't care. And I just love that there's a fandom for stuff. I just don't see, I don't just, I don't see it with this. I get the action sequences, but guess what? I've seen better shit elsewhere. I've seen better acting elsewhere. I've seen a better chemistry with other actors elsewhere. I don't see it here. I don't see what the hype is. You can get action anywhere. Go to Netflix. Go to the action section. I bet you there's better action scenes there. Like these these call. This is one scenario I thought about while watching this movie because of how ridiculous mm-hmm. they just they catch. By the way, they catch maybe th- someone gets thrown from a car or something, and they catch human beings with a a car that's driving. They they swerve out of the way and they catch people right on their hoods as if like that's not going to hurt, but. It seems to be like the catcher's mitt type thing that happens in these movies is like, oh, my God, you're being thrown a thousand feet into the air. Don't worry. I'll catch you on my hood and you'll be safe. It's fucking ridiculous. And all I think about. (laughs) I heard that. (laughs) More like the fart saga. All I'm thinking about. And this could go either way. I've been been toying with this notion uh, the past few hours. I'm like, people may really love what I'm about to say or understand and, and not like what I'm about to say. But when I was a kid, I had all these like toys. Star Wars, uh, G.I. Joe. I used to have the fucking tin- Ninja Turtles, He-Man, all this stuff. But I would get my, my uh, parents' camcorder and I would record uh, me playing with the, the toys, right? My hands would be in the shop or whatever. Um, but I would like just do, you know, uh, bullshit moves with some of the vehicles or throw a guy into the plant or whatever. It seems like this movie is – if they like zoomed out like a Lego movie type thing, like they stop the film and then all of a sudden they realize it's a kid playing with the Legos. I feel like they could do that here. It's just like they – Vin Diesel's flying through the air and then all of a sudden he's paused in midair and just like, what? What's happening? And then they cut to a kid that's holding, like, a fucking Vin Diesel toy. Mm. And it's just, like, all these cars all over the floor, these Hot Wheels. And it's, it turns out it's just a kid that's fucking playing with toys. And it's just his imagination. Because that's what these movies feel like. There's no ground to, um, to, 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 to lay these movies on. It's just – and they even talk about it. Tyrese even talks about them, like – Almost being superheroes. I don't know if Law said this last week, but 
Tyree's like, we don't get scratched. We're so lucky. We could do anything. And we're not going to get hurt. I don't have a scratch. And I fucking like blew up in a car. And it's just like they know exactly who they are, these characters. It's just let's just make the most extravagant bullshit scenes ever to make the story work. However, they're missing story and they're missing, in my eyes, extravagant scenes. I can't remember. I remember one action scene. I watched this yesterday, and I remember one scene. John Cena flies off a cliff. A plane flies over John Cena's car, and then John Cena's car gets attached to the bottom of the plane because of the magnets. Law was talking about the magnets last week. It's the safe scene, and then it's the magnets on on John Cena's car. They're... If if they're going to up the ante each movie for these action set pieces, then do that and it's forgettable. Fabio, you said last week, you know where it's going to go. And guess what? They do go to space and that shit's forgettable. Yeah. It's fucking yeah. forgettable. It's unbelievable how useless that scene is as far as um, a visual epicness of these just random people that are just like, just car like race car. They're 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 street racers. Oh my god! It's I understand what Vin Diesel's doing. He's saying, "Listen, we're we we are gonna be Avengers. We're gonna be these superheroes. That's." Hmm. That's what he wants to do, and I get it. But Allah said it last week. Look at Mission Impossible. Have a good story. Have great dialogue. Have good fucking chemistry with other characters. Have a driving force. Have a tight film. It is missing so much, and I can't shut off my brain and watch this. I don't want to talk about this anymore. I have some notes here. I'd rather see real stunt, real car stunts than the bullshit that's in this movie. The acting's horrendous. Helen Mirren's a waste. Her scene's a fucking waste. They're just trying to fill in dialogue with a, a car race with uh, cops chasing them. Stupid. Charlize Theron's a waste. Uh, the posters are the colors. I talked about that. John Cena is the worst actor I've ever seen in my entire life. Stop hiring him. Hollywood, stop hiring John Cena. He's terrible. Stop it. I don't want to see his fucking swollen face. Enough. Um, they bring back a character. Uh, he's, his, his actor name is Lucas Black. His, name, his character name is Sean. I, I don't know what he's in. I don't know if he's Tokyo Drift or whatever. Yeah. He's, yeah, Tokyo Drift. <laughs> I don't know if it's the cam version that I watched, but he looked like Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> Every time I saw him, I go, wait a minute. Is that fucking Don Jr.? But it wasn't. It wasn't. I had to look it up to see if Don Jr. was a cast. Because why not? Why not? Sure. Might as well, right? I, I was expecting Donald Trump to be sitting shotgun in Vin Diesel's car. Oh, my God. It. God damn it. I know people love this this saga on this network. I just don't buy it. I don't fucking buy Vin Diesel. I don't. 
I don't even know what else to yeah. say about it anymore. I'm just fucking spewing at them. I'm foaming at the mouth right now at how frustrated I am. Oh, my God. Help me, Felby. Help me. Help me. <laughs> I got nothing, man. I, I grilled Jim Law about it last week. So, uh, God, uh, question. I don't have any questions. This is a I know fu- what this movie is. You this know? is a it's five just... on ten on IMDb, by the way. Uh, yeah, that's that's terrible. Look, I I said it to you pre-show. These movies, these are the kind of movies I will take my dad to in a theater. Hopefully, he has a good time, and uh, that's all that they need to do. Like, I, I'm not putting any stock in, you know, looking forward to these. Yeah, they are appealing to a, a particular culture or like a particular kind of. Um, action style that I don't really care about. You know, it's like it's like this weird hybrid between like mid two thousands fucking like you know I listen to Lincoln Park and Ja Rule douche chill bro fucking action movie bullshit like Biker Boys or Torque or any of that crap right um, yeah and it's just like it, it's it's catering to that crowd that like thinks that those are good movies worth talking about. Um, Correct. What if they're if they're decent action movies? Then like I guess points. But I, I haven't liked one of these since Seven, and I didn't love Seven. I saw Seven more as just like a curiosity. Like oh, I wonder how they get around Paul Walker being dead. You know. Yeah. Um, and it's fine. You know, like like you said, the skyscraper jumping the car from one to the other. Like that seems fine. Uh, I think they jump cars out of a plane in that one. Um. But, yeah, I just, at some point, I'll probably see this. I'm in no rush. Uh, yeah, nothing about law or your review have made me want to see it sooner. <laughs> I think, uh, another thing, I think Law said it last week. It's like the conven- the convenience of uh, events or uh, the magnets or flying through the air and saving like it's so convenient for the the main characters to live or to get what they need like it's too convenient um like i said it just feels like a kid playing with matchbox cars and action figures and mm. we'll just throw them out of a building 30 stories and we'll just catch them on top of a car and they'll they'll be fine yeah it's just like a little too crazy for me and like I said before, when I brought that up earlier, I said, well, maybe people like that idea of, yeah, it's just it's just fun. It's just it feels like uh, playing with your toys and someone made a movie about it. And if that, that's the route you want to go, then that's awesome. Where I'm at in my life right now, I just want great story, great chemistry, great acting. I want the action to drive the story forward. Right. I don't want any tricks. I don't need convenience. Just give me a good story from beginning to end. Don't don't try to get too complicated with flying cars or going to space and making I mean, jokes. It's just I don't know. It's the, I don't... when you talk about like great action movies, you know, modern action, like the two that come to mind. Our mission set, mission six, right? Fallout six. Is that six? <sighs> whatever, six. whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, mission, yeah. mission Impossible Fallout. 
and Mad Max Fury Road, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, both of those, I, I, there are other ones, but like just for sake of comparing it to these movies, mm-hmm. I think those are like the best of the genre, where they're both action movies, they're telling a story, the action is serving the story, and there's like there's like a vision behind those movies, you know? Um, yeah. It, like there's a, there's a director and a writer that are working to deliver the audience something that's really special, and they know that the best way to do it is to get as much real stuff in camera as possible, and then like dress up the shot with some CGI when needed, you know? Yeah. These movies, it's just like, how can we get, how can we appeal to men, women, every race, color, and creed? Okay, let's lock that down. Get somebody on the team from every possible corner of the world, right? Mm-hmm. Appeal to people who like to drive cars fast. Get a wrestler in there once in a while to get that fucking audience, right? Whether it's The Rock or now John Cena. Yeah. Um, get some rap stars in there. Get Kurt Russell because dads like Kurt Russell, right? They do because uh, Kurt Russell's the man, but still. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? It's just like – it's like it, – it just – I know all movies are a product, but like these movies feel like a, like a product genetically engineered in a lab, and it's like you know it's like you know each movie is like the new version of the of the clone or something you know or like the most precious commodity on earth, and every time they go out, they're like, okay, let's tweak let's tweak a couple of the fucking pieces of DNA now now we'll have Charlize Theron in the movies, yeah yeah, and then people that like Mad Max will like her right to bring them in, and, and okay on the next one let's let's bring back the guy from Tokyo Drift because there were some people who liked that and didn't like the other movies, so we'll get them you know it's just like trying to appeal to everybody and completely losing sight of. Like, what the fuck they're doing. It kind of sounds like this movie is. And um, what they're do, their concept is right. Let's get old players back. Let's get uh, really A-list actors. And let's get the sports world involved, the, the actors. They're, 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 they're picking and choosing the right way to get a, a cast going. But they just fail epically with story and making these players work or giving them enough stuff to showcase. And Law brought this up last week. The flashbacks. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I think Dom's dad is played by the main Mayans guy from the show, from the the TV show. Oh, no. Which which I'm not I'm not I'm not complaining at all. But I'm just again. I'm not sorry drinking a lot not complaining at all i'm just saying that guy's playing dom's father but then they have like a they have the brother and dom playing you know they get these casting they cast like these guys but they they don't seem like that far age from like they could have just had vin diesel do the flashback and i would have been okay with it i think i would have been okay with it he hasn't – Vin Diesel doesn't look the same unless it was my cam version and they took the wrinkles away. But he kind of looked the same as he did in the first fucking movie and it's just like yeah. just fucking make him in the flashback. Oh, God. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I, I, I feel bad about the people that love it and I love that this is a um, 
what 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 do you call this when you go? This is like a fucking when you go to the theater. This is a event. This is like an event movie for the the fast fans, and I love that they're cranking these out for for this fan base. This isn't for me. I, I just I I don't like Vin Diesel. I don't think he knows what he's doing as far for me as far as developing new story and. Making me care. And, oh my god. So yeah. bad. This is a fucking... This is, a, this is a, a fucking two. This is a fucking <laughs> another two on ten. Double twos. Thank god wow. for Strongman this week. Yeah, no shit. No <laughs> shit, man. Wow. Well, uh, actually, speaking of, like, punchable people from movies, just to bring that around, I think yeah. I'm going to go with Vin... I'm, I'm going to go with Caparzo in Saving Private Ryan. Uh, just, like, just like, don't go over to that kid, maybe, in the middle of a battlefield. Maybe don't go over to the kid, you know? Maybe that's, <sighs> that's a good a, idea not to do that. That's a great... That's great. Yep. <sighs> yeah, please, don't forget, call in next week with your uh, most hated movie character. Uh, I'm sure yeah. Law and Alex... Um, would love to hear that. I hope they bring their own as well. I'm sure they will when they hear the voicemails. Yeah. Uh, Jack, we are at three hours, bro. And guess what? I can go another two with you. You are a fucking <laughs> gem. You are a great friend of mine. I mm. love talking to you. I could talk to you all day. Well, street goes both ways, my friend. So <sighs> yes. hopefully we'll do this again soon. Yeah, absolutely. If not, we'll, we'll uh, do some comms. Commentaries coming up. Now that you're married, you should have uh, free time all day, every yeah, day. Exactly. Uh, this was the free binge. So if you are not uh, subscribed on Patreon, uh, there's a whole other hour and a half, two hours of this show. If you subscribe to Patreon, it is the um, Weird Science Commentary with uh, Jim Law, Alex, and myself. Uh, and every week it's something new. It could be a, a fucking – tournament it could be a commentary it could be uh a merry fuck kill it could be anything but there's so much more on the patreon there's commentaries there's uh jack attack tuesdays there is what else is on uh, Beta uh movie homework's been movie going homework. on over there nice yeah and uh yeah wake and bakes have been dropping there as well so oh nice look at you that lot of stuff over on the old Patreon. Got to yeah. subscribe if you want to stay up on all the binge. Yeah, and don't forget, leave a voicemail, 708-406-9546. And I believe Jim Law and Alex will be back next week. So stay tuned for that. Jack, thank you. Thanks for having me, man. This was you're fun. My, you're my boy. Hey, you are. And thank you to all the listeners and all the people that called in this week and uh, the Patreon subscribers and the people that listen to the Free Binge. Listen, we're not shunning you. We love you too. But if you want, eh, go to Patreon. Mm. I don't know what's going on uh, Full Binge next week. Uh, we'll figure that out. But in the meantime, bye. Peace. Thank you for listening to the BingeCast on BingeMedia.net. 
To listen to the full binge, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash binge media. Binge media patrons will get access to the full binge. The binge casts four-hour show on a private RSS feed, and they'll get it a full 24 hours before it hits the public RSS feed. Binge media patrons also get other perks. So check us out at patreon.com slash binge media. Subscribe to the Binge Media Podcast Network at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, the full binge.